And now for your nice ladies and gentlemen out there who don't understand the Italian language. I'd like to do two choruses in British. Why don't you get yourself a nice girl? I get, get a nice one almost every night, ma. Yeah, but get yourself a girl so you could settle down. That's what I, I mean. I settle down almost every night, but then in the morning I'm free. Okay, man, are you ready to go? I'm ready to go. Now, come on, now crank this motherfucker up. What the hell just happened? <laughs> I have no idea, but everything just stopped going. You hear the music just stop right there? Oh, the dumpster's on fire already. We're ready to go. Now, normally the flames inside this dumpster on Tuesday nights are used to warm and light the skies of Philadelphia. But tonight's used for a different reason. It's used to heat the pizza from Snap Custom Pizza provided by Joel over there, man. The brick oven pizza. Let's give this man a roaring round of applause over here. We got pie. Pie in the sky. Plenty of pizza, which means everyone here is getting sauced. You know what I'm saying? I'm your host, Luigi Curto. Welcome to Funk and Fancy. Normally, uh, Joe Corrado's here with me. But he couldn't be here. He's stuck in AppSeq and doing some kind of technical work. So uh, the Greg Dobbs of the program here, uh, pinch hitting. Joe, uh, Joe Rufino is in the house. Wow, thanks. I appreciate that. Well, I appreciate you being here tonight, Joe. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with me. So as I mentioned earlier, <laughs> we've got pizza in the house. All right, we got pizza in the house tonight provided by Snap Custom Pizza. My buddy Joel. This is not just pizza. No, this is not just pizza. This, is, this isn't DiGiorno. It's a Snap Custom Pizza. And we're going to have Joel come up and talk about this in a little bit. We got other, a, a few new faces in the house, too. My buddy... Uh, Catfish Charlie's in the house here. He's going to do the Tuesday 10 live. Ryan Hassey from the Fifth Quarter Podcast, who stole my name, but I'm not going to get into that tonight. But maybe we'll bring up and let him talk a little bit. Tony Bruno's here enjoying up eats with Robin. Jack in the back's in the front over here. Joe Quillen. You are, I know you're only here for the pizza. Here for the pizza and for the, for the vodka crayons. I know, man. We got a lot to get into tonight, so let me get the phone number, 619-924-9874. 619-924-9874. I mentioned Snap Custom Pizza here tonight. Um... Also, tonight, the, uh, we got NBA action. Sixers are looking to close it out against the, uh, the Miami Heat at home. Game five wrapped this thing up. But before we went on on air, um, we had breaking news, which I can't even find my standards. And I, I hate this thing. I keep changing everything around. There it is. In local news, uh, rapper Meek Mill has been freed. That's it. Who gives a shit? Really, that's exactly what happened. Like, it doesn't really matter. I, I, no. It's international news, but really, who cares? Like, does it, does it change my life at all? It really doesn't. I, I don't care. Meek Mill, free, apparently got in a helicopter. He's probably flying down to Wells Fargo now to ring the bell. Well, if it's Scott it doesn't Harris, matter. he's going to land in a soccer That's probably so. I mean, listen, it's, it's a good story for, I guess, for rights and all that other stuff, but whatever. It's another guy got out of jail. I mean, it is what it is. He got out of jail. Twitter's acting like they know him, too. Well, I know. That's the thing. It, it's, Meek Mill got freed, and now everyone wants, wants to be his best friend because they were there for him. Meek Mill was tweeting from prison. <laughs> he wasn't exactly oppressed in prison, okay? He was tweeting from prison. He had rights. He was fine. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Having to read his tweets, basically. So, again, the Sixers are looking to close it out in five. Um, they will. We're going to talk, we we talk about Jay Feely and his little prom photo with his, with his daughter. We're going to get into that a little bit later on. Uh, I'm going to get into a little bit of the... Uh, apparently... No one knows this right now, but there's, a, there's an NFL draft that's about to happen on Thursday. But and, and in Philadelphia, the draft is basically irrelevant this year. I mean, this, the Eagles are coming off a Super Bowl win. They're picking 32nd. They have no picks in the second, third round, so I can see them trading out of that first-round pick. Absolutely. But again, we still have to do the little, you know, the mock draft kind of thing. I worry about the real draft, the fancy draft. That's going to be happening pretty soon. 
<laughs> Joe, I, 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 listen, man, I, 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 that's what really matters, fantasy football. Don't say a word, Tony Bruno. Then uh, we're also going to get into a little bit of, uh, of what happened today. You're safe right now. There's just a lot of goings on right now. This, this place is too busy. You just spilling soda earlier. If Robin was here, she would have freaking had a conniption on air. Yeah, exactly. Table, table was not level. He, the table was not level. I think Joe was not level is what the problem was because the table looks fine to me. Right. It's a solid surface. You were sitting right there. Why would you put your drink all the way back here? Because I got long arms, dude. Yeah, but you don't have to show off the reach. You could just put it right next to you. <laughs> anyway, so tonight, like I said, um, Sixers got, my, got Miami. Yesterday's action, uh, we had the Rockets beat up the T-Wolves on 119 to 100. Dropping the, the, the Rockets scored 50 points in the third quarter alone. They're up 3 to 1. Jazz take uh, game four against the Thunder, 113 to 96, and they're up 3 to 1 in Oklahoma City. And all of a sudden, the sky is falling, and rightfully so, in Oklahoma City. Uh, you know, Carmelo goes there and he is taking a dramatic dip in scoring, and it's all he does do is score. Paul George, again, he doesn't even look at the Paul George of old. He doesn't go to the basket as much anymore. And, you know, Russell Westbrook, he's still a one man show. He's averaging triple doubles, but as it, as it shows, you know, he's had talent around him. I mean, don't forget, I mean, this is a guy who had James Harden, Kevin Durant, Serge Ibaka, and Perkins on the same team, I and mean, that team was loaded. But they couldn't make it work. Maybe they were too young. Maybe they weren't. But still, there was plenty of talent there. And the common denominator is Russ. I mean, these other guys, they all left. They went and did things. They won championships. Yep. Russell Westbrook was the common denominator. Maybe he's the problem. I mean, again, he's one of the most exciting people to watch in basketball. Definitely is. Um, you know, I, personally, I love him. He's my second favorite next to LeBron, who is the king and still is the king. And I just think that after this year is over, I think – Oklahoma City will no longer be relevant as a Western Conference team. I, I, f I feel Paul George will be gone. They will move on from Carmelo. Uh, I don't think that Russell Westbrook and Jeremy Grant and Patrick Patterson are enough to uh, conquer the rest of the world in the West. There's that beautiful sound that goes off every once in a while on my computer. It's a system sound, and I don't know where it comes from, but it just comes back every now and again just to tick me off a little bit. Um, so, again, tonight we got Milwaukee at Boston. Boston, three-and-a-half-point favorite. Series is tied at two. Marcus Smart has been given the green light to play, so we'll see how long they give him a leash for. Uh, he's got the thumb injury. I mentioned the Sixers who are home. They're minus 10, 10-point favorite. But the Spurs, uh, they travel to Golden State. They're down three to one. Golden State's an 11-and-a-half-point favorite against the Spurs. And the Popovich era is starting to come down very, very, very quickly uh, over there. that would happen. I mean, listen, Kawhi Leonard, he is out of here. He's leaving town next year. Uh, I can't see him saying, again, you have LaMarcus Aldridge, who's, who's aging. He's, he's 30-plus now. Ginobili's 100. Well, Ginobili's 106. Get it right. Oh, my bad. He, Tony Parker's 100. Paul Gasol, he's about 173 years old as well. Again, this is a team, you know, Deontay Murray's a nice young guard, but he's not enough to carry him anywhere. Patty Mills, again, secondary player. Uh, the Pelicans, uh, they're, they're, they're home. They're waiting. They're waiting for someone to, to win because they swept their series final uh, against the Trailblazers, and they look pretty damn good doing it. Drew Holiday, former Sixer over here, uh, fallen soldier of the, uh, the process, as we like to call it, here in town. And uh, he's playing some of the best basketball all along the NBA. Uh, also, the Wizards and Raptors are tied at two, and the Cavs won to even up the series against the Pacers over the weekend, and they're tied to two. Uh, Joe, do you not need, are you an NBA devotee? Do you watch a little basketball or are you more just the, because I know you're a big baseball guy. Big baseball guy. A um, little bit of during the playoffs, if, I, if, I, if I'm home, if I'm not either working one of my three jobs or coaching one of my two teams, you know. Okay, well, considering this is the playoffs, so is it safe to say you were watching some of this stuff or no? A uh, little bit on the West Coast, I, I'll check out. So for me to ask you anything about this Cavaliers game would be just completely just. I saw, oh, I saw on uh, Twitter that LeBron didn't get back on defense on the one play. That kind of blew up on Twitter. I saw that. But other than That's that. That's fine. They won the game. It's all that matters. Yeah. And you got today in sports history. He'll be a sixer next year anyway. Uh, let me give you a little bit of the NBA first here. What happened in sports history. I get, my notes are always all jacked up. I hate this, man. So what happens? You got to do all your own prep work, man. 
I don't have a meat. Tony's been busy uh, stuccoing the, uh, the back patio. And it looks really good. He, he, he did build that wall. Uh, so you had Bob Cousy. He played his final game here. I mean, he's played his final game in the NBA, uh, winning uh, his fifth consecutive national championship. Will Chamberlain of the San Francisco Warriors at the time grabs 38 rebounds in a game against, the, uh, against those Boston Celtics, but they lose. 1967, Philadelphia 76ers. The 1967, the Philadelphia 76ers, who in 1980 were voted the NBA's greatest team of all time. A lot of people forget that. That 1967 uh, Sixers team is the greatest team ever in the, in the NBA. Um, uh, the Milwaukee Bucks retired Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's number after six seasons. And David Robinson, San Antonio Spurs, becomes the fourth player to score 70-plus points in a game. He's dropped 71 against the Clippers. What the hell's going on back there? Stop the hammering! <laughs> Never ends. So with the NBA, like I said, we got the NBA action, six game ready to tip off uh, at, at top of the hour, 8 o'clock. And I, I want to, before I get into the, uh, the NFL draft, so actually, you know what, I'm going to dive into that now. So we get 619-924-9874, 619-924-9874. And uh, Kenneth Wisniewski just chimes in on Facebook and just reminds me of something. Uh, there is some hockey news. Um, the, uh, the Flyers. I'm just going to go ahead and pour one out for the Flyers here because uh, they met their demise over the weekend as well. Where is it at here? We can officially melt the ice and restore some kind of form here to the Wells Fargo Center. Uh, Listen, what happens here? I mean, it's, it's all fun and games, but cream rise at the top. Did anyone really think the Flyers are going to win this series? No. No. It showed, man. It showed. The team is – listen, we got a nice young crop here. Still missing the goalie. Some of the players – again, Wayne Simmons looks like, looks like he's skating, you know, 10 years in the future already. You know, he just looks slow. He looks slow. Voracek, again, what was the name with Voracek? Score check, right? Is, is well, if he's not scoring, he's not doing anything else. And here's the problem. He's not scoring any goals. He's about as useful on the ice as I am. And I can't even skate. So put that together. Meanwhile, that's basically all I have for hockey news. I don't want to talk about hockey in this program for the rest of the year. The Flyers are done. Melt the ice. Bring in the monster trucks. That's it. Said, I'm watching, but it is low. Can I, you can, the volume is low on, uh, on Facebook Live? Turn your, uh, turn your computer up because it sounds pretty good on this side. No idea what's going on with that. Uh, so with the NFL draft, like I said, the, uh, the last time, I, I, I want to look up this up too a little bit, Joe. The last time the draft was held in, on, uh, on April 24th, which is today, because it's going to be held on Thursday, which is April 26th, uh, it was 24 years ago, 1994. The first pick of that draft was Dan Wilkinson, defensive tackle to the Bengals. And then the second pick, coincidentally, was Hall of Famer Marshall Falk, was pretty who went to the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, you scroll down a little bit, and then you find out where our Eagles picked. And our Eagles that year didn't have that bad of a season. And they selected at 14, and they took uh, tackle Bernard Williams. Who the fuck is that guy? Uh, exactly. <laughs> it's basically what happened to him. Who, who the hell knows Bernard Bernie Williams? Williams? No, not Bernie Williams. Oh. Not Bernie Williams. Not Cat Williams. Not Cat Williams. Uh, but this year, the, uh, the Cleveland Browns will be on the clock on Thursday. And uh, through all the mock drafts that have gone, I've just, I basically just weeded out and just grabbed one mock draft. I'm not going to announce whose mock draft this is because it doesn't really matter if it's Mel Kuyper's or Yours. Todd McShay's or mine. No. no, I don't do mock drafts. I do 1.0, and, and I do my draft as I'm watching the draft and go, huh, okay. Huh? Okay. Which is because no, nobody knows anything. No one knows nah. what's going to happen. Nobody so, saw that coming. There's five quarterbacks. Five quarterbacks that are supposed to be going in the first round. You got Sam Donald at uh, a USC who sh- who might be going number one. But now they're saying that the other quarterback I want to mention, Baker Mayfield at Oklahoma, uh, he may be going number one. But they haven't to go to the Jets. Josh Allen from Wyoming, who was supposed to be the number one pick about five hours ago, and then it switches, and now it's all of a sudden Sam Donald. And then you have uh, John Ro- Josh Rosen from UCLA, and also another another riser here, Lamar Jackson quarterback out of Louisville, to possibly be 
you know, the, the man who comes after Brady? Like, what happens after Brady? Like, do we, we have to start drafting his backup, his replacement at some point, Are right? Are you allowed to, allowed to pick him yeah, up? Yeah, of course. Brady I mean, Brady's be 42 years old, man. I mean, at some point, you have to be able to t- take someone. Like, again, Lamar Jackson going, you know, 21 to New England, you know, sit back behind Brady for a year and be, a, you know, be basically a clipboard guy. Will Brady allow that, though? Sure. Pull he'll he's not gonna, he's not, nah, he's not going to pull a Garoppolo move. I, I, I do believe that this probably will be Brady's swan song, whether he likes to admit it or not. I don't think he's going to stay. Um, but local local guy here, Saquon Barkley, they got him sitting there going to the uh, to the New York Giants at two. To be honest here, like if, if Cleveland Cleveland with the number one pick, okay, I don't even want to go down the list of all the quarterbacks that the Cleveland Bron- the Cleveland Broncos, the Cleveland Browns have missed on in the yeah. past fifteen years because it's a very long list. Okay, oh, absolutely, very long. And list. their free agent pickups have been atrocious. If I'm if I'm if I'm Cleveland, I need playmakers. I, I'm ta- personally, I'm I'm taking Barkley number one. Now, is he going to buck the trend with the Penn State running backs? Since a lot of them, like, Kajana well, Carter, Carter the late, but that's basically Zenus. Tony Hunt. Yeah. The great Tony Hunt. Okay. But, what I, but the thing is, what I'm saying is that Cleveland... But does he even run the ball anymore? No. Cleveland needs, Cleveland needs playmakers. And picking one, picking four, okay? They have them taking Brantley Chubb, the defensive end from, North, from, from NC State, with the fourth pick. And they do need pass rusher, too. If I'm Cleveland, I'm going to pass in a quarterback on number one. I can get back. I have a million picks in this draft. I can take another quarterback. I just took Tyrod Taylor. Okay, so I have my guy going forward. I have a playmaker quarterback with his legs. So what am I? What should I do? What should I do on top of that? Get another playmaker with his legs and take Saquon Barkley. I need a guy who can do something with the football. Okay, because aside from Josh Gordon, who can't stay on the field because he's freaking high every other second of the day, I don't really have anything to throw the ball to. You got Isaiah Crowell and Duke Johnson Jr. There's another small back. If I'm them, I'm taking. Like I said, I'm taking Barkley. At number one, I'm taking him out of the Giants' hands. I'm putting a playmaker on the field. And then I'll take a quarterback and make whoever that person's job is much easier by having a guy like Barkley on the field. Now, Joe, do you, do you agree? Do you disagree? No, Barkley. I what are you like doing on your phone? What, what are you, what are you, you're worse out. than me, dude. What are you, what are you doing? Checking out Funkin' Fantasy, babe. Make sure you're hashtagging Funkin' Fantasy if you want to ask a question I'm to looking. the show. I'm doing my work. I'm just saying. Man. No, I think Barkley would be a good pick. And David Price says one thing's for sure. The Browns will blow it. They, they will. They absolutely will. They're, they will make a mistake at some point. Uh, they have the Eagles here picking, not they, but this one person has Ronnie Harrison, safety out of Alabama. Again, this draft has never been more irrelevant in Philadelphia. I mean, they're picking 32nd for a reason. They just won the Super Bowl. The, there's not really much buzz here for an NFL draft because of the fact that the, the 76ers are so relevant right now, and they're going to go deep into the playoffs. It looks like they're, pro- they're primed to go deep into the playoffs. Joel Embiid says this is their time. It's, this team is ready to go. Quoting John Cena. I, I hate to use the, the term pump the brakes, Joel. I, I think this team is, is more than capable of getting to an Easter Conference final. I said they would get to an Easter Conference final. However, once they get to that final, I don't know if they beat a team like Toronto. I'm not sure they're ready for that yet. But once they get to the West, I can't see the Sixers team being able to keep up running with this Houston Rockets team who look like they're just poised to go straight to the finals or Golden State once Steph Curry comes back. Because, again, they're, you know, Golden State's still a well-oiled machine with or without Steph on the court. Is he going to make it back? Steph, yeah, Steph. He'll Steph be will be, yeah, okay. he'll, be, he'll be back. He'll be back by the next round. He'll be back. He'll be back once they need him to come back. And right now, they don't need him to come back. So that's the way I feel about. It. I, I just feel that this, the Sixers, like I said, this is a great story for them. They're they're moving forward. The uh, the, the process is basically starting to come to fruition, as we like to say. Um, again, you know, we had, we had Stephen A. Smith talk earlier today on on a national stage, and I, I can't stand I can't stand him for for, for this reason because <laughs> he comes out and he says. First of all, he talks at people. He talks at people like 
like you, you can't hit people with the encyclopedia that you possess inside your mind. You know that, right? Like you come off right. like you're like this biggest thug on the planet. Like Stephen A. Smith, I would choke slam Stephen A. Smith if he came next to me and started talking to me like that. I'm dead serious. Like I, I really would. My my point is this: is that he says to to a point, and this this is this is where he kind of piggybacked on what Tony was saying is that. You know, he gets upset. Uh, he's like, I walk into that Wells Fargo Center and I hear him saying, trust the process. And I get so mad because you lost and you lost on purpose and you took the, the, the people's money. Like, yeah, that's the truth. Like, th the only way you were going to get good is by losing. It's the only way you were going to get good to get in the lottery. To do it for several years and still take hard-earned, you know, take people's hard-earned money for doing it. That's where the, the it's just, it's unethical, man. It's unethical as an owner. It's unethical as a business to take people's money to, to give them a losing product. But he's saying that, it's he, you know, that we should have nothing to celebrate for after suffering from so much. That's ridiculous. Because we shouldn't be cheering, we shouldn't be applauding the process. They're saying, listen, it's it's just it's just the cult mentality of just being a fan. Sometimes we're just cheering chant the process because that just seems to be the thing to say right now. That's all it really is, man. We know what they're cheering. They're cheering the fact that the team that won ten flipping games last year is getting ready to go to the second round of the playoffs. That's what they're cheering, and they're just cheering trust the process. It's the same thing as making a, uh, you know, doing the the chant and. and you know, doing the Tomahawk chant in Atlanta or, you know, Skull chant in freaking Minnesota, which is now the Foles chant, by the way, in Minnesota. I don't want to hear Skull <laughs> one more time. If someone says Skull in Minnesota, they better be ordering chewing tobacco. I don't want to hear Skull anymore. We took that. We own that. All right? I got a question for you, Lou. Go. With, um, with all this tanking thing now, and I know, you know, I know that's the, the new trend now is to everybody's got a tank. It's not the new trend. It's just that, but, they, you know, the days of, of a GM actually building a team up without tanking, by adding free agents, by bringing up guys through drafts, they're gone. Well, you can't... Well, okay, it's, it's always been hard to do that as a free, free agent-wise because the guys are older as free agents, right? And if you miss, these guys make a lot of money. So, you know, with the NBA salary cap and the NBA being, you know, these guaranteed contracts, if you sign a bad contract, a la... Uh, you Derek know, Coleman? Not Derek Coleman. I'm saying just as far as the Sixers go, if, if, you're, if you go ahead and sign Andrew Bynum for $20 million a year, if you saw, like you waited, you waited to spend the money. You waited for the year to make the big splash of free agency. And who did you spend it on? Elton Brand, nice player, not a franchise guy, not a guy who's going to take you over the top. Elton Brand again, out in L.A. was it was was a he was an all star, but is he worth all that money? No, he wasn't the guy who was going to take you over the top or make the difference. So that's what I mean is that if you're going to do it by free agency, it could be very expensive and it could backfire on you very very quickly. You need to be able to build through the draft through young players and then attract those those free agents that come in and do make the difference. That's the reason why you want to stink. Like I said, we take it back to the Sixers in 1980 when we know when they won it. Again, they don't get there until Moses Malone comes here as a free agent, but the rest right. of the team was here in place. It was here already. He, he, this was a landing spot for Moses because he looked around, and he, looked at the, he looked at the team, and he was like, yeah, I got Dr. J here. I got Andrew Tony, and I, you know, we're, we're ready to go. Mo Cheeks, we're ready to go. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing as the rest of the NBA. If you try to build it through free agency, it's not going to sustain because you don't have the dollars to keep it going. Right, with all the max contracts. With all the max contracts. Yeah. That's, the, that's the problem. Because if these guys don't pan out, like, they may come there for a year at $17 million a year, you know, on a three-year deal. And that first year, they, they, you know, they're worth every penny of it. But that second and third year, they're just, if they're shot, that's, it's over. It's done, man. I just can't take losing on, you know, per I get the whole thing. Well, that's the I thing. It's, it. it's, it's wrong to lose me. on purpose and, be blatantly and charge obvious. people to watch. That's what's wrong. If you're going to lose, I mean, it's wrong to lose on purpose to begin with, but... Teams sick guys all the time. You see it happen, listen, in the NFL, it gets to be about week 12. 
Yeah. And you're freaking what three and nine? You're completely out of it. You're completely out of it. What are you doing? What are you doing? You're starting to jockey for position in the draft. That's what you're doing. You're starting to look at you. You, you got you guys starting. You know why do you think the Giants went ahead and sat Eli for that game for Geno Smith and ruined his, his star career? Because it didn't yeah. matter. They were going to lose anyway. Who cares? They wanted to try to get as high up in the draft as possible. That's why. So I want to hear your opinions about six one nine nine two four nine eight seven four six one nine nine two four nine eight seven four. I got this box of pizza sitting here. I got to open it up because I'm starved. I'm going to open this up. Look at this. I know you already ate the whole pizza, Tony. <laughs> this is a margarita pie done right. Now, I'm going to ask Jack to take this and hold this up to the, to the camera because I, I can't do it from here. And I need you to bring it back, though, Jack, I need to take a bite of that thing, too. Like a 3D shot there, Jack. Look at that. <sighs> so good. Am I good? You're good, man. It'll pop up. Bring it back, Jack. Let's go. Look at that <laughs> Jesus. I got to try this. Joe, peel me off a piece of this, Joe. Thank please. Yeah, it's straight EVO. Not Rachel Ray's EVO. This is Joel's EVO from the loins. Thank you very much. He actually came over here, and he placed single fresh basil leaves on every single slice of pizza when he walked in the door. If that's not dedication, I don't know. What I got to try this. <laughs> no, it's good. No, it's really good. That's really good. And we're going to bring Joel up in a few minutes to talk to him. But... Before I do that, I want to talk about this Jay Feely thing. So Jay Feely puts this, I don't know if, if, if you've been under a rock, you haven't seen this photo yet. Jay Feely takes a picture with his daughter and her date to the prom. In that picture, Jay's holding a gun next to the guy. This has been done since the beginning of time. Every father's like, if you mess with my daughter, you know, look what I got here, blah, 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 blah. It was a joke. It was a joke. I understand everyone's sensitivity now with guns and everything like that, but this is the joke that's been made since the beginning of time. It's that, that, that's all it was. It was just letting the guy know, hey, look, you're taking my daughter to prom. You better have her home at a certain amount of time. Just know daddy's watching, and a gun lives in his house. We've all done it. We've all had this talk, the talk with the daughter's boyfriend. It's all happened. He still went to prom. Dude probably still smashed. I'm telling you he probably did. <laughs> And they looked nice. It looked like a nice couple. Jay was just having fun with it, and that's all it was, man. Me, I never went to prom. I never went to my own prom. I went to five proms, never been to my own prom. I can't go to prom now. I got this big pimple on my forehead, so there's no way I'm going to prom. But if you are going to go to prom, it is prom season. So when you're in prom season, you go to Dominico's, 7153 Frankfurt Avenue over there in Mayfair. Formal wear for the modern man and for the modern young man. He's got all the tuxedos fresh. You, like, you see that segue right there, Joe? It's beautiful, isn't it? He's got the, he's got the best tuxedos. I'm telling you, he's got the freshest tuxedos. These, and it's getting warm out now. These things are like dry fit. It's, I'm telling you, they're cut perfectly, custom-made suits, anything you need for prom season. Check out my man Michael over there at Dominico's, 7153 uh, Frankfurt Avenue, right there in Frankfurt and Cotman in Mayfair. That's a quality segue, Lou. I appreciate that, Joe. Well, I'm a, pro I'm a professional, somewhat professional. So without further ado, I'm going to bring up Catfish Charlie now. It's time to get into the Tuesday 10. We introduced this, pro we introduced this a couple weeks ago, and we got through the Tuesday 10 without, without any kind of hiccups the first time. Then we had to change it to Tuesday 6 because Charlie had to go, <laughs> which is kind of odd because, you know, it's his segment, and he cuts me off in the middle of it. So I don't understand how that works. But this is the first time I'm meeting Charlie. Pick up the mic right there, bud. So, hey, how's it going, guys? It's going great. Hey, you man? So now... He's Dr. Catfish Charlie on Twitter. Now, what he does is he asks these questions every single day. These are questions that he just comes up with during his travels. All right? Now, he calls himself Catfish Charlie because in his photo, he doesn't look like anything he does in real life. All right? <laughs> it's like a time machine. Okay? Now, how old were you in the picture of... Uh... I was 18. I was at prom. He was at prom. You had the king. You had... Wait, were you, the, were you prom was, king? I was. Oh, man. 
Let's not stand on ceremony here. Congratulations. Oh, but thank you. Now we waiting fa- for somebody to notice that. All now we years. fast forward. <laughs> now we fast forward. And how old are you now? I am 31. Beautiful. See that now? We fast forward 13 years, and the whole joke about it is catfishing is not his real photo. You get it, right, Joe? You catfish plenty on, on Twitter. No. Stop. Who the hell's going to talk to me? Oh, you try. I'm I just try. saying you try. You do try. I definitely shoot the shot. You shoot or shoot, right? Yeah, damn right. So who's changing the channel? So what do you want to do? Put on college baseball? No, I want to watch the Phillies. You want to watch the Phillies? Oh, God. What the Tony's Phillies. put on Wheel of Fortune. Jesus Christ. Guy sitting on a stinking shooter round. All right. So anyway. Nice jacket. I like your jacket. So Charlie though. came in, and I came in, he came in live, brought his girlfriend with him. Now, you have, interest, you have an interesting story about this. Now, you were saying that you went on Tinder to find a date, and then you went on Twitter to find a job. Yep. And it turns out it kind of worked the other way around. Completely the other way around. So now, now just, just tell the audience now, because we have you here live. So let's give us this, give, give us this, this uh, the, you know, the, uh, the, the moment how this all happened. Tell us how it all transpired. So many years ago, when I was flipping around uh, Tinder, I actually sold windows to one of the girls that I had swiped right on. Never went on a date with her. Sold her a couple windows. That was about it. But... Then fast forward a few years, um, I was putting out my questions every night and bait, as we like to call it. And uh, <laughs> I, I was on Twitter to find a uh, sports journalism or either a uh, radio job, and okay, I ended up uh, putting these questions out. And uh, Jess here, she would answer my questions. And Jess is his girlfriend here in the back. Yes. And uh, eventually, uh, one guy tweeted out, when are you going to ask her out? And I kind of even, I, I didn't like, notice anything before that, and I slid into the DMs. And, there you go. Uh, All right. <laughs> here we are two years later. Hey, hey, listen, man. That's, that's, that's a beautiful love story. And yes. someday I hope you guys end up on Maury. Thank Congratulations, you. guys. Congratulations. <laughs> All right, so here we go. So <laughs> the way this works is... <laughs> Charlie is going to fire out 10 questions at him. They're totally random. I have no idea what the hell is going on. They are not pre-screened questions. I don't know what, but, but we're going to give our honest opinion, and uh, we'll throw it out to the people, too. You can give your opinions back on Facebook Live. Joe's checking Twitter frantically over here because he's on his phone. Like I said, you're on your phone more than I am. Robin, why don't you yell at him? Yell at him. Robin's always yelling at me for being on my phone. Yell at him. I've been much better, by the way. I have been much better. I'm just saying, can you yell at him, though? I'm just saying, can you yell at somebody else for once for not being on a damn phone? All right, so let's go. Charlie, hit the questions, brother. So, first one up. How does an athlete come back from talking crap and not backing it up during a game? How does he come back from talking crap and not backing it up in a game? So how does he come back after that? After he talked crap, he got it shoved in his own face during a game, and how does he come back from that afterwards? Well, the only way you come back from that as an athlete is by literally doing it during the play of the game. Like, you know, if, if you're going if, if, if to get, get your shot blocked, go dunk on someone. You know what I mean? If you're going to get uh, – like if you're a quarterback, you throw an interception, the next one, go chuck a 60-yard bomb and score – you know, throw, throw, throw a touchdown. Yeah, yeah, if you're Brett Favre. If, if, you're, if you're a baseball player, if you get, you know, if you get plunked – if you, get, you know, if you get plunked or somebody, you know, slide in a second a little tough the next time. You know what I mean? The game yeah. kind of evens itself out. But if, you, if, if, if a guy is continuous, continuously owning you and you're just going to keep going back at him and you're getting owned, you go, just, just sit there the next day and own it. Be like, listen, man, look, 
I tried. What do you want me to do? You know what I mean? I tried. If the guy was better than me this day, I'll get him the next time. That's all I can do. What about you, Joe? I like that answer, man. I'm good with that. All right, good. Yeah, that or you want to just get traded after the season. Or during the game. But go ahead. Or, or you could just uh, delete, Cut him right there. delete your Twitter. All right. You could delete your Twitter like uh, Jones did at Atlanta. Well, no, he didn't delete his Twitter. What he did was, so Julio Jones for the Atlanta Falcons just caused a frenzy in Atlanta, <laughs> okay, by literally doing a, a, a spring cleaning of his entire Twitter account. He unfollowed every single Atlanta Falcon, everyone in the organization, <laughs> everyone, and everyone goes, oh, my God, it's happening. He's getting traded. He's getting traded. He's getting traded. He just did the right thing. He's just getting rid of Twitter. That's it, man. He's getting rid of his social media. I, I, I like what he did. I applaud what he did. And, he's, and like yeah. I said, man, he caused a heart attack inside of, inside of Atlanta. Yeah, and, cool. and the clubs don't even open until like midnight over there that are worth getting a heart attack at. <laughs> Next question. Go for it. All right. Who would be in the terrible shit talkers Hall of Fame? Uh, man, who talked a lot of trash? I, I mean, I, I wasn't ready for who a Mount. Was I, I wasn't ready for a Mount Rushmore. Who was who was a bad at talking? Who was bad at talking shit? I'm thinking Billy Hoyle from White Man Can't Jump. Man, I mean seriously, chump. White Man Can't Jump. Yeah, you'd be a chump. Oh yeah, chump. <laughs> All these bricks. I think I'm at a Mason's convention. <laughs> that's, that's that's probably the best. Going to um, you know, Michael Jordan would probably be the number. I mean, Michael Jordan talked more trash than anyone on a basketball court. Oh, yes. He really did. I mean, he would get, literally, if you watch him, it's all he did was talk trash. And a lot of players will admit that. You just don't hear, people, a lot of people don't hear about how bad of a person oh, he really was Iverson because of social media. made him cry. But Jordan, was pro- Jordan would probably be number one. But that's just, but like I said, I, I don't know as far back as, um, actually, you know what? Excuse me. I, I am showing absolutely no respect to the goat of talking trash. The greatest trash talker in the history of trash talking is Muhammad Ali. That is, the abs- that is the greatest trash talker in the history of trash talking. I mean, literally, to walk into another guy's training facility and announce that the champ is here, all right? <laughs> you know, basically, I don't, I don't understand, like, how else it can, it can, you, can, you can get better than that. He's, he's probably the number one. He's the number one. Draymond Green, Draymond Green is nowhere near Cassius Clay. <laughs> Who's Muhammad Ali for all those people to know his name was Cassius Clay? His mama named him Cassius. I'm going to call him Cassius. Next question. Next question. Who is your favorite sports franchise's best hype man of all time? Okay. The best hype man for a sports franchise. Well, Ali's his own franchise. No, I don't know. You know, I'm going to stay local. Pat Croce was probably the best hype man I've, I've seen. Uh, totally yeah. agree. I mean, he was, yeah, I mean seriously, you're talking about a guy... He was in front of everything. When the Sixers were making their – and I know I sound like a homer right now because I'm, cho- I'm showing my colors. I, lo- I love the Sixers more than I love the Eagles. I really do, man. I am a basketball fan. This is a, it's a basketball town. Whether people want to admit it or not, shirt. it really is. Well, it's just fitting because well, look at the I, was draft, wear, I was going to wear a hockey shirt. I was going to wear my flyer shirt with a black suit but then you because wouldn't. the season's over. I'm going to bury him. And I walked in here, and I see all the flowers. I'm like, it would have worked. It looked like a goddamn viewing in here. I didn't realize it. They, they decorated moonshine. They had like a birthday party. I mean, some nice flowers. Mother's Day's coming up. So make sure you book your tea time. So you would have been a flyer's actually showing up. That's good, man. No, I was going to burn the shirt in effigy here, but it doesn't really matter. No, I would, I, I would say Pat Croce would probably be the, the team's best hype man. Just because, like I said, during that run, I mean, he was in the streets just... He was waving the flag, and he's hyping the team up, and he's doing every single PR move you could do to get everyone in the city behind it. And you know what happened? It worked. Definitely. It worked. Yeah, I mean, remember, the there was flags. a flag on every single car. People yeah. were pulling over because they thought funeral processions were happening. That's how many cars were coming down the street. Well, 
You, you, the promoter. You know what, Don King? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, he was a promoter. on a national. I mean, that's his job. No, no. <laughs> on a, but it's also Pat Croce's job. True. Yeah. On a national state. No, but he said teams. Yeah. He said I a team. And on an individual thing, I would say Don King. But on a team, I would say Pat Croce. But that's like, as I said, that's what I've really been exposed to. But Pat Croce would be I my mean, guess. I started with him at the draft. I mean, he was just crazy at the draft. And then standing on top of um, Wachovia, First Union, whatever it was yeah, that I week. I think that, it was the FU know? Center at that yeah, point. Yeah, he was up on top of there doing, you know, scaling and stuff. I mean, that's just. I don't remember exactly when he did it. But do you remember him getting on the motorcycle and taking off? I don't know if you like. Yeah, I think I mean, he even broke his leg doing it. Yeah, he it. did it on 50. He broke his leg on 55. Was that what it was? Yeah, but it wasn't during that time, though. It yeah. wasn't during that time? No. Nah. Nah. I, that Next was what question. I remember from that time yeah. for some reason. But no, yeah, Craig, that's a good pick, Lou. Next like question. Him. All right. What fire, does man. your normal birthday celebration entail? Uh, my normal birthday celebration. Now that I have a girlfriend, mm-hmm. it was pretty good. But usually, <laughs> usually I get a Boston cream pie. Two chicks at the same time, man. I treat myself, bro. How, much, tell you, man. How much does that cost you? How <laughs> much, man? I got friends. <laughs> uh, 23 months, zero, zero APR, my man. Um, my normal birthday self. Well, when I was younger, it would be a, uh, it would be a tray full of shots to the age that I was, which would never get past like 19. I would just be dead by that point. Um, now it's basically good wine, good dinner, good friends, and that's basically I keep it quiet. Man. That's it. I, I don't really need to go out and doing all the, the craziness. I do like the fact, I, I do celebrate birthdays and I, I appreciate them and I respect them for people that have them on a yearly basis. <laughs> That's usually when it happens. Once a year, you're um, worthy. Because it's your day, man. It's your day. It's no one else's holiday. Whoever has that same day with you, it's their holiday as well. It's your birthday. More power to you. Celebrate however you like. Party have every, hey, you will always know it's someone's birthday. Do you want to know why? Because every conversation goes like this. What's going on, man? Hey, how are you? Nothing. Oh, yeah, it's my birthday day. Oh, yeah, it's your birthday. Congratulations. Happy birthday, man. You have to throw that in there because just in case they didn't know it was your birthday, they better say happy Absolutely. birthday. Yes, they will. Unless you're at Disney World, then it, everyone knows it's your birthday. But here's the, here's the thing, though. Here's the one thing I have about birthday rules. Since cell phones have taken over the world, it's been the text message or the Facebook message on, on the Facebook page saying, Happy birthday, because that's how you know it's someone's birthday anymore, because you don't remember anyone's birthday, right? That's the reason why I keep Facebook. Here's the deal. Ah, Here's the deal. If you've known someone for more than five years, and you don't call them on their birthday, (laughs) and all you do is text them, or just write on Facebook, happy birthday, you're not their friend. How about if you text them, Facebook, No, 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 no. No, no. All that other shit doesn't matter. (laughs) You need to call that person physically and say, hey, man, happy birthday. Or, hey, it's happy birthday. It doesn't matter if the rest of the world sees it. It just means that, you know, you have the common decency of respect to call that person on their birthday. No, I know a lot of people for more than five years. And this reminded me, too, on this, but by the way, I didn't mean to cut you off, but on this date in baseball, it reminded me, 2003, Chase Utley's first at bat as a Philadelphia Philly. Great. Grand slam over the wall. Welcome to the show, Mr. Utley. Great call by Harry. Also, in this day in 1894, the great lav cross for the Phillies hits for the cycle against the Brooklyn Dodgers. 18, I don't even think the bicycle was around in 1894, but yet he's hitting for cycles. And also, another little tidbit, in 1982, a huge phenomenon hit. Jane Fonda's first workout video. Oh, jeez. Hit the... St- what, what are you talking... It changed the world forever. <laughs> That's huge news, man. No, I mean, listen. Listen, home workout videos up, were, were a multi-million dollar, you know, thing that was happening. I mean, and Jane Fonda was enormous in launching that. Show some respect, Joe. This podcast is about respect, and you're showing zero respect right now. We got people here. It's Charlie's first goddamn show. (laughs) Be nice. I'm getting texts from Lauren and Andrea because 
I don't care if you're getting texts from Lauren. Put the damn phone down, Joe. We're on air. <laughs> so relevant. Go. How do you how do you stay awake on long drives by yourself? I wax my car. That doesn't make you fall asleep? No. Well, do you know how much <laughs> attention you got to pay while you're doing that? Jeez. No, I'm kidding. No, what I do is um, if I got to take, I'm joking. If I got to take long trips, I used to drive for a living, so I'm, I'm used to driving forever. Can we, get, can we get the heat turned down a little bit in here? It's like a, it's like a dumpster fire inside here, man. I, I stream serious. No, the thermostat's over here on this side of the wall. It's like, yeah, thank I miss you. Having um, no, actually, what I do is I put I'll put on I'll put on Pandora and I'll and I'll throw on like uh, like the George Carlin channel. Okay. And I'll listen to comedy the whole way. I'll, that's what I listen to. Did you hear what Jack just said? What? Barry Manilow? Yeah. That's why you're Jack in the back, man. That's why we don't let you sit up front. Because you listen to Barry Manilow by yourself. Jack further in the back. It's all right, man. Listen, we all got our things, but <laughs> this is what this is what Jack listens to on a long drive. He's never coming back from. He won't let Ruth talk. Which don't interrupt Barry. Listen, I don't know Ruth on a personal level too much, but that may or may not be a good thing. I mean, I don't know. Who knows? Man? <laughs> Next question. <laughs> All right. What kitchen gadget sold on TV is the most imperative to own? The rotisserie grill, man. <laughs> this is an easy question. I don't know. You said it and forget it. Are you kidding me, dude? I like the slap shot. The slap shot? I don't know, yeah, man. No. no, the said and forget it grill is, is, is the best, dude. I got a, I got a ninja. You following the camera ninja. guy? Yeah. Now, the Ron Popeil set it and forget it rotisserie grill. I don't understand how it doesn't get better than that. It's, it's the most iconic piece of equipment in the kitchen you can have. The slap shot is close, okay? But it doesn't, it doesn't touch the rotisserie grill. I also like... Um, the Foreman grill George Foreman's the yeah. most iconic, got, right? Yeah. I have no. one of them, too. Yeah, no, it's the most selling, but the most iconic is the Ron Popeil rotisserie grill. You set it and forget it. <laughs> Ninja knives were pretty good. I don't need, I don't, listen, I don't need a George Foreman grill that cuts, listen, every grill cuts the fat if you just tilt the pan. That's all it is. It's just the pan that's tilted that goes into a tray. I can grill a hamburger myself. I can't cook an eight-pound stand, standing rib roast by myself to perfection. I'm just saying, it's, you said it and forget it. I'm going Ron Popeil. That's it. There is, this isn't even up for discussion. It's not up for debate, Joe. Carrying over the show? No, it's not. Week? No, yep. Debate. So let it be written. So <laughs> let it be done. That's it. We'll, we'll say that for a couple weeks from now. Uh, right. Next question. <laughs> Go for it. We'll forget what he said. <laughs> what are the three most sacred objects a man owns that no one else should F with? His, uh... The three most sacred. Uh, that he owns. That, that he, he owns. Oh, that he owns. Because he doesn't own his These woman. These are objects. He doesn't uh, own his woman. I got my three. He doesn't own his woman. <sighs> I'll let you think about this one, though. I'm going to go with my... Uh, you don't mess with his car? His car? I'm you with you on that. You don't mess with his hair? <laughs> you don't. I don't have you don't. issue. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> I'm going to go cup and my baseball glove. And, and I think it's across the board. I think you don't mess with a man's sleep. I don't think you mess with anyone's sleep. I would say his mattress, like his bed. That's sleep. That's sleep. <laughs> his toothbrush. Nah, toothbrush. You care about toothbrush. Ah, dude, that's my <laughs> say. You can't mess with a man's Well, let me toothbrush. ask you a question. I mean, if, 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 I was to take my, if I was to take your toothbrush, right? Yeah. And just rub it on my nether regions, right? That's the most disrespectful thing. But you you're gonna put to toothpaste man. on top of it anyway. You you're wouldn't even tell. You're gonna tell. Go buy a new one anyway. Right? You wouldn't even tell. Three dollars more. Who you cares? wouldn't even tell. 
I'm gonna do a little test. When you go home tonight, bring your toothbrush. Uh, when you go home tonight, I may or may not have gotten a hold of your toothbrush. That's all I'm gonna say. How far away are you from here? Uh, about 10 miles, so. Uh, I may or may not have gotten a hand of your toothbrush, <laughs> all right? Uh, no, for the end of the Sixers. No, objects. Um, you don't have a drum set, do you? <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah, I'm gonna rub my nutsack on a drum set. <laughs> um, you know, man. I agree with the car. No the car is number yeah, one. Sets, you don't mess yeah. with a guy's car. I've had a car stolen, man. It sucks. Um, That's how this came up. The, the hair is obviously that was a joke, but I, I think just I, I think just the the, the car and, the, and sleep are probably the number two. I don't really have any possession wise. I don't really have anything I really care about that you can mess with. You know, I really don't. I mean, I really don't. No, I'm not gonna say you're like don't don't touch my remote control. Do you have to be that much of a control freak where you can't touch my remote control? You have an issue, man. I'm just saying, there's not that much that's sacred out there. But go ahead. All right, next one. Don't touch my snap pista. I'll tell you that right now. If you could go back to your childhood for five hours, I wouldn't. What would you be doing for those five hours? You got five. What point of my childhood? Any point you want. We're talking 13, 14, six to fifteen. Oh yeah. Six to well. Right, when I'm fifteen, I'm, I'm doing something else for five hours. <laughs> hmm. I was going to a baseball field, but I see where his... No, no. For, yeah. five, no, for five hours, what I'm doing... You know what I'm doing? No, you know what I'm doing? Four times a You know what I'm doing? I know what you know, I'm doing. No, no, I know what I'm doing. I'm in my bathtub. I'm in my bathtub with every single G.I. Joe I own. Oh, that's good. All right? I got the, I got the zip line going. I got the... the uh, it's, it's basically... It's Vietnam and, like, the Gulf War and everything happening all at once, and, we're, and I'm splashing all over the place, and I'm all pruned up, and I am not getting out of the tub. It's not happening. That's what I'm doing. I'm going to play my G.I. Joes and my Ninja Turtles in my goddamn bathtub. That's a, what I'm doing. Is it going to be a shark floating in the water like the Eddie Murphy bit? What's that? Robin's going to be with her grandpa. That's what she would be doing. Well, I would be with my grandma doing it because she's the only one who would let me bathe because like, <laughs> my mom would have a heart attack if I was doing that. My grandma says, oh, it's all right. Let him go. It's okay. Let him go. That's what I would be doing. Five hours to kill, man. I'm doing in a bathtub. Celeb cue from my dad. Uh, for some reason, he had to insert one today. All right. Who's the coolest, most awesome person in your life? The coolest, most awesome person in my life? That's how he put it. That's what I was going to say. Other than Tony Bruno? Yeah, I, mean, that's a, <laughs> I don't know, man. That's, I'll be honest with you. It's funny how Tony just walks into the room just as that question's being asked. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, it probably is Tony. I mean, he's the most interesting guy I know. He's taught me everything I know. And plumbing. So, I mean, that's what I mean. Like, he's probably, probably is. He probably is. Seriously, he probably is my most favorite person. Now Robin's pissed off because she thinks that she should be getting it. No, listen. Well, Robin yells at me a lot. Tony, <laughs> listen. <laughs> look, man, I got into this because of him. And I work with the guy. And he's taught me some of the stuff he knows. And what the hell, man? Listen, off air... He's a walking soundboard. It's what he is, man. And he's a cornucopia of knowledge. He's the most interesting guy I know. He's probably the, the most fun guy I know. I always have a good time with him. So what the hell? It's Brad's Tony. You a lot of people through him. Exactly. Stay thirsty, man. <laughs> I'll hit the drop for him. Where the hell is it at? What's that? He is handy. Stay thirsty, mis amigos. So, all right. So, yeah. So, yeah. I was going to say, it's probably Tony. By the fuck, he just walked in. So. Next question. Robin, I pick you. Okay. I'll pick you, Robin. Robin is... You can be... Brown noser, Joe. Okay. Yeah, it's, yeah, I try. You are my favorite... What's the other chromosome? 
Yeah, the Y chromosome. You're my favorite Y chromosome person. You're my favorite X chromosome person. <laughs> I got to get out of here. I think I'm going to lose it. Yeah, go for it. (laughs) If you were Melania Trump, would you rather have never married Trump at all or be back in Sylvania? (laughs) I want to marry Trump. Damn right. Why would I want to be stuck in some third world hell? Exactly. I'm here. I'm the first lady. That's the other thing, too. By the the way, let me get on this real quick. Let me get on this real quick. I don't care what side you stand on, right? Right or left. You don't. It's not about respecting the person that's in office. You respect the title. You respect the office. Exactly. I mean, you can't just keep going to the president's door and just throwing crap at it. Like, he's still the president of the United States. And whether you like it or not, the majority of people in this country voted for the goddamn guy, all right? He's there because we voted for him. Because maybe you didn't vote for him, but three people to your left and to your right did. And that's why he is in office, Damn okay? Right. So respect the office. The same thing with, with officers it's, it, with people in the military you respect the uniform you respect the title you don't have to respect him but respect the damn office so yeah if i were her i would have still married trump that, that's that's what i'm saying because having stones thrown at you while sipping champagne is probably not that bad just saying <laughs> yeah no, absolutely I'm you're sure. the first lady of the united states yeah that's the way i look at it you agree absolutely man she can own that country now that she grew up in yeah you're right you're right she about probably that. willing about another Three years. That's so 40,000 retweets on one today that said that she'd rather be back in the no, I, country. Iris Torres says, let Joel say hi, mom, at least. She, he, Joel's going to get on the mic in a second. I got to wrap this thing up. Patience. Patience. Yeah, she goes, Iris Torres goes, let Joel say hi, mom, at least. He's going to get his full due. Don't worry. We got this saying in Italian. It goes, non ne preoccupare. It means don't worry about it. All right? He's going to get up here. We got to get Charlie the hell out of the way first. Yeah, I'm going to. So, so that, the, that was the last question? That was the last one. That was, was the last one. 10. I so, didn't cut you short this week. No, I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that because my rabbi did, and then, you know, we all know what happened after that. You won't be so, long now. I'm, exactly, Joe. Thank you. Even though I'm not Jewish. So are you going to be back here every week? Or are you going to be, be back here every week. Beautiful, I love it. Now, how can we find you on Twitter to get these, these questions during the week when it's not just Tuesday? You could find me at Chuckles152 on Twitter, and I usually put them out there around 9, 9.30 every night, sometimes 11 if I'm uh, Didn't too you get busy yelled at for putting them out too late? Didn't somebody ask you to put them out earlier or something like Andrea that? Andrea did on the way in here uh, tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I've had a bunch of people that... Yeah have really uh, given it to me about not getting them out by 9, 30, 10 o'clock. So when, I work, when I work my night shift job, man, I, yeah, it's, yeah. that's one of the things that keeps me Well, awake. like I said, people want the questions. They like, they like the, uh, the interaction, and we appreciate you bringing hey, the interaction thank here. You guys. Let's give them a round of applause. appreciate it. And now I'm going to bring up, so we can say hi to his mother. I'm bringing up Joel over here from Sappy. Come on, come up here. Come and say hi to your mom. I mean, Joel from Snap Custom Pizza making his way over here. You gonna make him face the camera? No, we're, he can turn. He can do whatever he wants to do. He's got carte blanche. He can sit down. He is Snap Pizza. He's Snap Custom Pizza. Joel, you sit down. Grab the mic. It's good to see you, brother. What's up, it's man? Been, it's, it's too long in between. Now, I, I met Joel. We we did a, a cross promotion when we were doing the uh, the Tony Bruno show over at Comedy Sports, and he came in did the same thing. He brought over a bunch of pies. You know, we started we started chatting. We and, and we met again at the Red Ball. And he was at he, Snap Custom Pizza was actually stationed right next to Moonshine yep. that year. F- fast forward another year, two years go by, and I'm at Red Bull, and who do I run into? This guy in a white coat, a chef's <laughs> coat, not a white jacket, like we know the straps that I wear, not that one. And uh, we started talking, and he said, listen, man, we got to come down, we got to bring some pizza. He's like, I want to bring some actual, some real pizza down here, because Moonshine, again, they have this fantastic menu, they have great food, which I eat every single week that I'm here. The calamari's excellent. Um, 
I had a phenomenal burger before the show started, but they don't do pizza here. So Joel said, let me bring you some of the good stuff down here, and that's exactly what he did. And uh, now he's here with us. And Joel, tell us, some of, some, tell, us, tell us a little bit about this pizza and what makes it so good, what makes it so different. Aside from the, uh, the fresh basil leaves, which you just carefully place so, so gingerly on every single slice, man. I think Tony Bruno's the only one in America who doesn't like basil, but that's okay. How do you not like basil? What's the matter with you? You know, we, Tony, on this show, we do not freaking deal with terrorists. I'm telling you that right now. We do not negotiate with terrorists. Okay. All right. No, well, uh, it all started four and a half years ago um, at a basement location in Ardmore, PA. Um, and we just we concentrate on fresh ingredients. It's a thin crust, 11-inch pie. Um, it's very fast, casual. You walk down the line, uh, create your own pie how you want it. 600 degrees, two minutes later, the pie comes out. Um, we also do custom salads and grain bowls. Uh, like I said, it started four and a half years ago, and now we're up to eight locations. We just opened up Balakinwood uh, in the Balakinwood Plaza on City Line Ave, and we're doing Penn State Main Campus in the fall. Nice. So. Erica... Erica Maldonado on, on Facebook says, and me. And, and that's my girlfriend. Okay. <laughs> okay, Bobby. So. Who I love you. Yeah. Thanks, babe. Now, you brought here, what you brought here is you brought the, the classic margarita pie. She actually yelled at me on the way here. Why? So, she's like, well, did you bring any of the new menu items? And I'm like, no, listen, I'm going, oh, to, see, I'm going to see Luigi. I'm going to see Tony. Forget about it. I'm bringing the margarita pie, the fresh mozz. The basil, the olive oil, and she was just hammering on me, and I'm like, you know, in the back of my head, I'm like, come on, I'm just, I'm not, let me I know, but this. when we were, now we were, when we were at, um, at the Red Ball, you had this, this, uh, this spicy honey pepperoni thing Yeah, okay, thing so going. that's, well, that's one of, so we just, I just redid the menu, and uh, it's called the Hot Little Honey. AKA, the Hot Little Honey, I like that name, yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. pretty good right AKA there. AKA the Mainline Mom. The mainline uh, mom. <laughs> uh, it's got spicy roni, fresh mozzarella, which we make in store, which, by the way, I brought you some. Nice. Um, ah, mozzarella. <laughs> and uh, it's got my heat-infused honey. So it's called okay. Jay's Hot Honey. It's on the menu. You can get it as a finishing touch, which means it comes on the pizza after the oven. Um, it's one of our best sellers. It's a brand-new item, and it's, uh, it's flying off the line. It's awesome. Now, you were, now you, were coming, you, were, you were training a GM somewhere else. What other location were you training at? Now, this is the new one that you're training? I'm at Balakinwood now, but mm -hmm. we just opened Jenkintown about six weeks ago, so I was there. So... I'm kind of like the brand guru. I'm the chef, and I also do all the training. I developed all the manuals and go from store to store and kind of just keep the, the culture and the vibe of, you know, what's it like to do Snap. Because what you guys do there, which, which I love, is that you do, the, you do pizza right there. It's, it's, the, it's the thin crust. I mean, it's, it's just, like you said, the, the oven, 600 degrees. It goes in there, and it's, it doesn't need long. I mean, we're talking, what, three, four minutes in the oven, Two it's out of there. Two minutes and 20 seconds, and it's Two out of Two minutes there. and 20 seconds, and it's out of there. It's basically like me in the sack. Two minutes went, and I'm at it. I'm done, man. And listen, you get me, Eric. Erica's you get, about to. I, Erica's about to need. say something. Listen, watch. hey, three. As Bernie Mac once said, three. That's, that's one heavyweight Wait, round no, bout. All right. And, 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 and mofos got, have gotten knocked. And a lot of motherfuckers <laughs> got knocked out in the first round. All right. That's right. Three minutes. That's all I got. You don't miss the TV show that way, man. Just right through the commercial. I'm just Perfect. saying. That's what happens. Oh, no, no, oh, we have we have action here live in Philadelphia as. The Diamondbacks have crushed a solo home run over there on Vince Velasquez, and they take a one nothing lead over the Philadelphia Phillies in the top of the third. Those jerseys, yeah, man, they are terrible. They look like It looks like the Tin Man walking down the street. They look like they look like sweatsuits in North Philly. 
Amen. Ain't nothing fubu about it. <laughs> so, so Joel, so now, now how long have you been with the company for? I've been with the company since before it started. So I came on board to create the menu, to hire a staff. Uh, I come from a culinary and entrepreneurship background. So I came on board before the first store opened, helped open the first store, and I've opened pretty much every single one ever since. Nice, man. Nice. Now, now you said you have how – how many different – Topping options do you have for, for oh snappy? Goodness, twenty seven to twenty seven. Thirty two. Now what's what forty five? Yeah, forty forty five, forty six. All right. There. Now are you are you like us who are basically? And again, I, I don't care. Put whatever the hell you want in your pizza. Right. That's another topic for another day. Yeah, we'll get into that discussion later. I actually I have a great quip that I've worked on. So go okay, ahead. all go right, ahead. no problem. My, my question <laughs> is this: is that now I'm a traditionalist. I'm a margarita guy. Absolutely. I like margarita pie. It's simple simplicity. There's there's beauty and simplicity. What is the, the craziest combination you've seen put on a pizza by a customer? It's probably the, okay, so people, you know, have this Because, yeah, they build all kinds of crazy. Yeah, you, yeah, if, you, they, if, you, if you're on a Jersey Shore, you'll see people, you'll see, like, big ZD pizza. Like, who the hell puts big ZD on a pizza? Well, what we focus on is all fresh, natural ingredients. Okay. So a lot of veggies, sweet potato, uh, artichoke hearts. Ah, um, artichokes, Robin. They go caramelized on pizza onions, Kenneth Square mushrooms, things like that. But you will get customers that come in and just you know kind of pile it on. It's like, dude, it's in a, it's an eleven inch thin crust pizza. It's gonna fall apart. You know, it's gonna fall apart. You don't eat pizza with a fork and knife. No, let the record state that we don't. Okay, eat pizza no, with we, a fork we do and not knife. eat pizza with a fork and you knife. You fold it over because you're a New York guy. I, oh, I knew you were going to go into that. Because you're a New York yeah, guy. Yeah, I am a New York guy. Oh, you're a New York guy. So you got the New York, the, you know, the Neapolitan, the real long, the, 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 the oil's dripping all over the damn place. Absolutely. It's more on, on you than there is. And they just go deep again, the Diamondbacks. It is 2 nothing, 2 nil for our people listening across the pond. What happens when you throw cock shots at 95 miles an hour? Whoa. Well, Joe, you know, listen, man, it's a family program. So <laughs> anyway. <laughs> what I said. So again, you being the New York guy, now, did you, did, did you kind of see... Snap pizza kind of doing it like that, the thin crust kind of style, the, um, just the, 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 the fresh taste, the, the oil dripping down. Because like, you put the fresh olive oil on top, which is a, a fantastic touch, man. That's yeah, what sets I, it off. I saw it as, as what it is. Okay. I really did. Um, you know, nothing too heavy. You know, obviously, people are going to be gorgers and you know, make you know, 14 topping kind of pies. But to me, this crust... As thin as it, it's a seven-ounce dough ball. Perfect. You know, you want to do two or three toppings, one finishing touch as an oil, and that's it. You know, that's yeah. the way. That's really the way to go. So, being from now, what, now what part of New York are you from? I'm originally from the Bronx. So you're from the Bronx. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> what Webster Avenue, 182nd? I, I always found that funny about New York. Yeah. Oh, it was, it's yeah, like it's yeah, like yeah. it's like you're from like you're like from 32nd and 137th. It's yeah. Like, what? 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 Where? I just had a customer come in the other day, and I was there, and he was wearing a Yankee shirt. And, uh, of course, you know, we're, we're chatting uh-huh. it up, and he's like, oh, my God, Webster Ave, Prospect Park at 148th. And, like, why does everybody in New York have to do that? I'm like, I don't know. It's just the way that's just so the, we, the, the last time I was in, The last time I was in New York, I was in – I went to, sh- to, to see Shea Stadium before they closed it down, right? Okay. And it, we just had free tickets. It was uh, – we were scoreboard watching a Marlins versus a Mets game. Tom Glavin was on the mound, and uh, I remember we're sitting third baseline, and Josh Willingham for the, for the, uh, for the Florida Marlins. It's a grand slam. The whole place goes quiet, and me and my buddy Mike are going, Aah! like cheering because we're scoreboard watching for the Phillies. We're getting smoked by Atlanta at the same time. But we leave there, and we wanted to go get something to eat. So we wanted a White Castle. What do you expect? We're young, we're drunk, we want to go to White Castle, right? It takes us to Queens. Yep. I'm at like 94th and Frederick Douglass Boulevard, which is a place I do not ever want to be again. 
That's grimy, cuz. Yeah, I don't ever want to be there ever, ever, ever again. I mean, it was like Chris Rock. Like, it was like liquor store, gun store, rim shop. Yep, like, yep. That, that was it. That and was, a church. That, that was all, and a church. That's all it was. And I never want to be there again. So what, what, brought, what brought you from the Bronx to migrate to this beautiful city of Philadelphia? Well, actually, I migrated from the Bronx to Massachusetts. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I spent some time in New England. All I also right. went to college in, in Rhode Island. Okay. So I stayed in New England. Uh, and then I came here 15 years ago. So I've been, in, I've been in PA all up and down the 95, I guess you could say, um, for 15 years. Okay. Now, what, now you said you went to culinary school, too. I did. I went to Johnson & Wales, pastry chef, entrepreneurship, nice, bachelor's. Man. Nice. Uh, I'm a culinary school dropout. No doubt. Yeah, man. Two years in, brother. Couldn't afford the rest. Nice. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I, I actually did the four and a half year plan. I, wa- oh, I couldn't afford the. I couldn't afford the rest. Doing my. I wanted to be a TV chef. That's what I wanted to be. Gotcha. I'm not kidding, man. I never. I never got into the, the baking part of it. That. That's the part about me. I am. I'm too chaotic to bake. Right. Because all the exact measurements, I can't handle. Well, it, baking dude. is a science, and people don't. You know, people don't realize that. No, that it's exact. I'm more, Everything is exact. If someone says to me, "Get," you know, I need a, a, an eighth of a tablespoon of baking soda. I'm like, eh, yeah, whatever. That's fine. Yeah. You know. But the problem is you can't Pinch do that. Punch. You can't do that with bacon. What I say? I'll make, I'll make a maniac out of me. So, so now you're here, you're in Philadelphia. You actually moved to my neck of the woods. You moved to my island. I did. I did. Um, so when I first landed here, I lived in Lancaster. And, um, it, you know, terrible time. Little by little, I've Lancaster, made my... really? That's, that's... Yeah. yeah well, Lancaster. Not sure. Lancaster. Yeah, Lancaster. Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. No, sorry, no, sorry. that's all right. I make a mistake, too. Um, which I was introduced to through tomatoes, which now I think are... Meh, Who the hell eats stewed tomatoes anymore? I see that as an option. I'm like, who picks stewed tomatoes? You, Jack, you're not saying anything. That means you pick. <laughs> you love stewed tomatoes. Right. On fried flounder. That's disgusting. They used to put them on mac and cheese. Yeah, they do do that. Someone asked me before. You just said do I had mac and cheese, and, it, yeah, and they said, would you like stewed tomatoes? I said, why the hell would I want stewed tomatoes on top of macaroni and cheese? Why would I want to ruin something? Why would I want to ruin something that's good? We're not talking about roasted red peppers, Jack. That's just two different that's apples and oranges. We actually have roasted red peppers at Snap. So, that's, so yeah, the that's sauce the on the pizza, then stewed tomatoes on top of that? No. No. Oh, okay. No, no he wants his place that? to actually do well. Yeah. What's, no, a, what's just, the matter no, with no, you, man? It's a profitable It's a profitable. Business. Exactly. We're go, trying man. to make money here, not yeah. be... Speaking of pineapple, all right. So this great, is what... You want to get into this, segue, right? You want to get into this. Go ahead. I'm glad you said that. So remember back in the day when you used to wear jean shorts... And you thought they were cool, but they really weren't cool. Some people still, still haven't gotten that memo. Still yet. people have, yeah, exactly. And now they're back, and like people still think that they're cool. They're back. What do you mean they're back? They never went away. No, exactly. Have no. you ever seen a guy over forty get in a swimming pool? His tr- his swimming trunks are a pair of jorts. Go That's to, what they wear. Go to Berlin, New Jersey. Seriously, watch your dad go go into a swimming pool. I guarantee he's wearing cut off jeans. Exactly. So That's anyway, pineapple on a pizza. Cut off jeans. Okay. It should never go. It on should that. never go. Because I'm gonna say, like, okay. but do we do it? Yeah, absolutely. You give them the stink eye. You give them the stink eye, but hey, it's springtime. People want pineapple. It is what it is. Because that's the thing. Like you know, everyone always complains about. They say you know what's supposed to go on a pizza, what shouldn't go on a pizza, what's sacrilege. You know, what's all this other stuff. I say put whatever the hell you want on it. However, don't let it touch mine. Exactly. I don't think any pineapple should be on there. That's it. I don't think ham and pineapple belong on a pizza. I am just a. I'm a margarita guy. You want to throw some pepperoni on there? It's fine. Yep, I'm margarita the meat lovers. Like See, I don't Roni, do the meat lovers. Roni and sausage. Yeah, I don't do the meat bit. lovers because you want to know why? Because a lot of places don't actually do real sausage. They do those little rat pellets. 
which is not real sausage. Let's snap. We cook our own links, and then we cut them on the bias, and See, then we put that them on the pot. sausage pizza. That's a good job out of you, man. Let me give you a royal round of applause for that. I got to get it over here because that's how you do, that's how you do fresh salt. No, because seriously, anyone knows that you go to your corner spot, and a lot of these like corner corner pizzerias, you're going to get the best pizza in the world. But a lot of the main places, they take those. Those small little, you know what I'm talking about, those little frozen rat pellets that yep. they say are sausage? Yeah. But see, Snap does it. He said they make their own links, cut it on a bias. That yeah. way the juices stay nice. A little nice. And it looks pretty on a pizza, Joe. Absolutely. Absolutely. You got to get real sausage. Don't give them the fake stuff. So you don't, they don't fake the funk at Snap. They don't, don't do that. We don't fake the funk. Now, 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 what, now, what are you, now, what you guys open? Are you guys, are you guys, open, are you guys open seven days a week? We're open seven days a week. Every location opens at 11 a.m. We have a Center City location next to Rumor Nightclub on 16th and Sansom that opens till 3 a.m. on Friday. I heard about Saturdays. that. I thought it was a rumor. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Joe. <laughs> yeah, Twitter, Facebook, Facebook, and I'm going to get to that in a minute on how, how you follow everything. Um, so, I'm sorry. Now, what were they? Money through what? What were the days again? I'm sorry. Give me the hours. Open seven days a week. Open seven days a week. That's right. So open at open, 11. So. Every, every store opens at 11. Perfect. Uh, the Center City location does a late night, Fridays and Saturdays, till 3 a.m. Nice, man. Nice. Now, when, now when people are there, and they're doing and they're, Now, again, they only do one size. So you can't go in there and get, like, you know, two extra large pies over there. These are all custom-made 11-inch pizzas for yourself. These are personal serving pies. I mean, two people Absolutely. could eat a pizza if they want to. Two people could eat a pizza if they put, you know, 12, 14 toppings on it. But 12, 14 you know. times. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't recommend. I know my owners are out there listening. No, I don't recommend no, that. No, I got to get, I got to get, I, I need to come in store. I haven't been, I haven't been in store in a long time. I got to come in store. So the, the new one over in Bell, I'm going to take a ride over. Absolutely. I have to take a ride over. So I, I got to get coordinate with you to let you know when you're in there. I'm not going to come in there to see anybody else. I mean, I want to come see Joel. That's right, right. Saying. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Now, when people are, what, 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 that's the other thing too, people are asking on Facebook. What, now, what did one of these pies cost? Like, what did one of these pies run you? Because to me, to get something like this, I'm thinking like 16 bucks. That's what I would. That's what I would charge. That's what I would expect to pay. For you, cut that in half. 8.99. 8.99 out the door, Tone. Out the door. No soda tax. No soda tax. No soda tax. Oh. <laughs> 8.99 only out in the, the only in the city stores. You know what I'm saying? 8.99 <laughs> out the door, and that's unlimited toppings. Unlimited toppings. Are you kidding me? Are you ki- Joe? That's free pretty, parking. Joe. Joe, that's on your deal though. What, what's the deal for me? No, 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 no. That's that's the no, that's, no, the, that's the deal. <laughs> that's the deal. That's the actual price I was of the just pizza. Being car salesman, funny. Right. Yeah. <laughs> for you. For you. I get, can I get one of those wooden gear shift knobs too. Can we throw that in there too? Baby. Appreciate it. I got a guy. Joe. That's a hell of a deal. Eight ninety nine. All the toppings you want. Again, we don't recommend putting thirty five toppings on a thin crust pizza because it just you know you, we talk about science and physics. It'll yeah. You know it'll collapse. But. You're kids, Joe. You got children. Absolutely. These man, kids yeah. gotta eat. They like toppings. They like pie. Eight ninety nine, bro. That's a good deal, man. That's a good deal, man. You bring. You, you, I don't have to hear from Adam for about an hour at least. No, that's fantastic. It's worth it. And we got the we got the awesome uh, server here from Moonshine Walking. Get another one of these, please. Thanks. Appreciate it. It's, the, it's awesome, man. That's the best part. We're gonna bar. Just come like yeah. guys. Just come like guys. It's the it's the best. You just yeah, kind of wave your hand and they just do really their thing. So, so now let's get. That, we're, 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 we appreciate everything that's happened with Snap. Yeah, pizza. And you guys got some some exciting things going on. You're eating more than I am, Joe. I know we got a few pies left, but we only have a few pies left. That's the problem. You know what I mean? Chuck, you had some, right? Is it good or what? Good, Jess. It was good. Fantastic. Joe Cohen, did you have some pie? What kind of pie did you have, pal? You got that look in your eye. Hey, pie. Okay, all right. I'm just making sure, man. You, I actually yeah. have free pizza cards for everyone that's in the house. So that's good. What, what jersey are you wearing? You got a, you got a, a Sixers jersey on. 
Okay, I'm just making sure. That's all. I'm just. I it's see a the, jersey. I gotta ask, man. I don't. I don't want to turn around and see a freaking Jakar Sampson on the back. Just making sure. What's that? Royal Ivy. Royal Ivy. How about this one? You ready for this? How about Vontigo Cummings? How about that poll right there? Vontigo Cummings. So, um, so Joel. So we talked about Snap, and I want you now for, for everyone who doesn't have a box right in front of them. Let us let us know where we can find them on social media here. So here you guys are on Facebook. You got uh, on on Twitter. It's at Snap Custom Pizza. Yeah. Just Twitter, spell it out the whole Snap way. Snap Custom Pizza on Instagram. It's Snap Custom Pizza, and we also have a website, www.snapcustompizza.com. Nice man. Nice. So I invite everyone to sit there, go in there. Eight ninety nine at the door. I I I can't do anything better on the price, guys. We got them slashed yeah, as low as it. they can yeah, go. Yeah, that's it. All right. So yeah, I invite you to go in there. there. If you guys are in the Ballot Kimwood. Uh, area this next week. Stop in because you'll probably see me because I'm definitely going to come Yeah, I'll be there day. a couple of weeks now. Uh, I'm coming in. I'm not kidding. I'm, my next day, I'm going to come in. Ballot Ardmore, Rosemont, University of Delaware campus, Exton, PA, Sansom Street. Well, Sansom Street is, is, was the first place that I found you guys. That, yep. was, the, that was the first spot and that's the Jenkintown for all those Jenkintown Actually, I'm gonna be up in, I'm going to be up in Jenkintown Every other Monday for the next foreseeable future. So I have to stop at Snap Pizza and get my food from there. And get it's my in the pie. fairway next to Planet Fitness. I know it well. Yeah. I know, I know the fairway. I don't know Planet Fitness because I actually lift. I don't go in and just exercise. Yeah. So now one. that we talked about Snap, yeah. we got a New York guy in our midst. Here we go. Uh, he's a New York fan. Giants fan. <laughs> All right. Yankee fan. He's one of these guys. So now am, I, now, am I really one of those guys? No, you're not one of those no, guys. Not at all. So now do you feel, so so how do you feel, how do you feel, how do you feel, how do you feel about what's going on in your neck of the woods with the with the with the franchise going? Obviously the Giants are completely in the freaking toilet. Okay, yep. they're in the toilet. Jets, you don't care about the Jets now, do you? I don't. Okay, good, because no one cares about the Jets. I'm a New York blue guy. Okay, dark blue on the baseball team though. Dark right? blue on the figures. baseball. It figures. Yeah. It figures. Yeah, yeah. So how do you how do you feel about the, uh, the the marriage over there with Aaron Judge and Giancarlo standing and slow starts out? Now it looks like Stan's starting to put the ball out of the park a little bit. He had a moonshot last night. He did. So how, how, what, what do you see going on over there? Do you like, do you like what Boone's doing with the team already? It's, t- it's too early to tell. It's too early to tell. Did I agree with the firing of Joe Girardi? Absolutely not. I mean, okay. you take a team one game away from the World Series, you got to own that. That's, that's yours to come back to. And even if they would have signed Giancarlo this year, like all the buzz is there. So right now I think it's too early to tell. Um, obviously the slow start. You know, and I think it has a lot to do with it's the New York media. It's New York. So they're going to get hammered no matter how bad they do or what they do. Um, everything's magnified. Though. Everything is magnified. Absolutely. Oh, it's the um, same thing in any, any major market like Philadelphia here. You still get killed. Um, you know, last night's game, he, you know, his batting average was 185. He has a dinger and a couple of hits and a walk, and he's up to 215. So okay. it's like, you know, it's a push. It's a shove. Right. But we're going to see, you know, what, what transpires out of this whole thing. Uh, Ch- Catfish Charlie's leaving the building, everybody. Ch- be careful getting home, man. It's good to me. I'll call you later, brother. Be careful. Yeah, when they got rid of Girardi, I wanted him to come to the Phillies. I, I wanted him to replace. Uh, Who would? Uh, and I get it. Like, he caught so much flack for the binder, and, like, he's always the analytics guy and trying to be the guy over in Oakland. So but that, now that you, sp- you, you mentioned the word analytics. Yeah. Analytics has a place. Very small place very in small sports. Place. Absolutely, a very small place in sports, and and, he, and here's the reason why, is because the numbers show up in a book, but you can't play the numbers on the field. Nope. And you have to understand, there's one thing in sports you need to be able to account for, and it's variable change, and everything changes rapidly. 
very quickly. Things happen, okay? And you can't just play it by the numbers. You got, you got to put players out there and just let them play. And that's it. And, and the cream will always rise to the damn top. It's just the way it always works out, man. Uh, like you said, in, in pitching, Joe, I mean, you were, you, were, you were a pitcher at the collegiate level. And you know, I mean... There's somebody in my head, dude. You, you don't, they're going to win. It's, it's, that's what I mean. Know, but that's yeah. the thing is, is like, like I said, you know, the pitch count doesn't tell you when a pitcher's done. The hitter will tell you when mm-hmm. a pitcher's done. You know, you can look at a quarterback and you can look at the, you can say all the numbers and, you know, how he, how, he, he, how he ranks against this defense and that. Look, if the guy can throw the damn ball, he can throw the ball. That's it. That's it. You can't keep you can't keep crunching everything in the numbers because you know what happens after that? The worst thing that can ever happen in sports or in life, in anything, you overthink it. Absolutely. You overthink it. If you if you take something that's supposed to be so simple and you overthink it, you you just you end up destroying it, man. You 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 rip it apart and you second guess yourself. You put your team in more harm's way than you're doing good, and you're making decisions that you normally wouldn't make just because of the fact that you're going by the book. Don't go by the book. Go by the game is yeah. what I'm saying. And I think that's what happened. I think a lot of these young guys, uh, you know, these, these, these stat geeks, I'm not trying to make fun of anyone, but this, that's what they, you know, we call them, stat geeks. They, they're making a push for, for analytics to, be, to actually be the end-all, be-all in the sport. Now, like I they're said, robots, like man, I said, man, they, they, they have a place for that in sports, but it's a very small place, and I think that's where it should stay. Right. Let the game be the game. Let the game. And I think baseball is the one. The, baseball is the one sport where it's like if there's anything involved with instinct. Because and why? Why? Punch, and just the feeling. But why analytics make so much stats, so much, so much uh, sense in baseball? Not so much sense in baseball, but so much of a push for it in baseball is Such because look at batting sport. averages. OBS, OBS. Yep. There's just war, a million. Fr- once war, the war came war, out. War. Yeah. Once. I was, oh, What's yeah, it good for? It I mean, nobody head. knows. As you know soon what I mean? as war dropped, it was like, oh god. Now you got exit velocity, trajectory angles, all that shit. Right. It, it means nothing because yep. I got into so many arguments about that about Franco. What is exit velocity? But his trajectory angle is down. So Joe. So, so and Joe speaking about Julio Franco, the third baseman for the Philadelphia. Or, or his brother, Mikel. Or Mikel Franco. Even last night's game on ESPN. You wouldn't Not believe the amount of, <laughs> of stats and graphics that they're doing with yeah. all kinds of different things. And I'm like, what? and I'm trying to explain it to my nine-year-old, just balls and strikes. And she's like, what, what's, the, what's, what's the, yeah. the, the go down with the pink and the blue? I, well, look, you got a guy here like, zone, again, again. Yeah, zone. the hot I mean, zone, that, cold that zone. kind of cool. Now, again, it, it is kind of cool, but it's like when you... If you're facing Verlander, that's a big ass difference because right. he can throw it 99 miles an hour yep. and hit that spot that you're dead red. But on. that's yeah. not it. But you have to like, but guy, but guys you know. compete differently. The, yeah. You know, you you can't let a number, you can't let numbers, you know, judge a a, a, a player's you know physical makeup, his mental makeup. I mean, like Tony over here, T- Tony over here is has covered the, you know, he's covered the Phillies. He's been with the team, right? I never got a chance to really see Steve Carlton pitch in the heyday, right? Did they have a pitch count on Carlton? Were they worried about that? Robin Roberts was, was, have a pitch Were you going to go tell Steve Carlton he's out of the game? No. no. Why, did he, why did Steve Carlton win 27 games? Because he, he, they let him pitch. Because the guy was good and he knew what to do. and get the, He pitched for a very long time. He didn't have any problems. He didn't have any numbers. Going, hey, listen, Steve, uh, look, you're about at 93 pitches right now. And uh, Steve Carlton's going to look back at you and go, Trey's back in the dugout. Look at Nolan Ryan. What is this? Meek Mill. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, the Sixers game is starting. Yeah, he's gonna breaking news. Well, it's, what do you mean breaking? He's already broke. Meek Mill's out of prison. No. Meanwhile, Tyler Johnson looks like he's gonna be in prison. Ringing the bell. Oh, you're right. Oh, Joel Embiid just gave the gave the hug to Meek Mill. Meek Mill rang the bell. Oh, he did. He rung yeah. the bell. Yeah. Oh, God. But here's a, like one thing with the analytics with baseball. They're you know Kapler's doing this and it's working out with the the middle relief guys that he's you know going to the going to the pen really quick in games. How's you know it works great because it's April. 
But yep. June, July, August, guys are going to get dead arms by then. Well, we did the stat. constantly using them. I did the stat after the opening weekend of <laughs> how it translated. And I said, if it keeps going this way, the starting pitching, like, I think, I forget what it was, yeah, like, the exact numbers, but there, there's like 1,400 some odd and odd innings in an 162 game, uh, an 162 game Major League Baseball season. At the rate it was going, the starting pitching was going to be responsible for about 314 and a half of those innings, meaning the bullpen would have sucked up 1,000, like 300 and something innings or whatever it was. And right. that doesn't count all, that doesn't account for all the warm up pitches and the walks and to the and from. Yeah. My, my thing is this, like I said, and I, I, I won't keep going on with analytics, is that there's a place for it in, in the game, in all sports, but it can't be the entire game. That's it. At, at some point, just let the game be the game. Let the players tell you what, how they're doing. And manage it that way. Don't overthink it. Don't keep going back to the book. If you keep going back to the book and second-guessing yourself, you're going to end up losing. And, and that's what's going to happen. The same thing would happen. Like, you know, when, 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 the, when the movie Moneyball came out and, you know, Billy Bean's out there and he built a team based on analytics. Yeah, it can sustain for a while. Whatever. But what happens when you get to the end of it? You, baseball's about bunning. It's who, about stealing. Who'd they lose to every year? First round of the playoffs. Minnesota Twins. The New York Yankees. Well, yeah, yeah. Yankees. well, no, they lost to the Twins in that one. Just too. like on Billions and, last week. They but again, said, I Billy Bean never won a World Series. But That's again, right. I'll go back to this, though. But Billy Bean in Oakland, a lot of things that people don't realize is the fact that he also had Tim Hudson, Barry Zito, Zito. and Mark Mulder. Oh, on the same squad. On the same team. Chavez. He was, that team yep. was freaking loaded. Giambi, he had Giambi. players. Yep. He had to go get Hatterberg and David Justice. Like, they were, they were pieces yeah, that were already going to a contending team. Right? He didn't exactly rewrite the freaking the, the book here. Okay, he just used analytics to help bring in some players that could help under the radar. That's all it really was. A lot of it has to do with the evolution of the game. I mean, guys like us who are, you know, in our 30s or mm -hmm. 40s or 50s, you know, we want to see the junk ball pitcher go eight innings and then have the closer Bartolo come. Bartolo had in. a no-no. No, no, you know, I mean, that was like, that I was like, yes, that that's was awesome. awesome. No, Look, absolutely. For me, for me, I got a little bit of joy, and again, during during that that great run that the, the Phillies had back in, in in 08 and going into 09 and 10, um, you know, just watching Moyer go up there, pop pop, yeah, and just you know, I remember that game that he went like I think he was going into like the seventh inning and he just looked like he looked like yeah. what's I'm his name from Major League. Harris. He's like I'm throwing, I'm, I'm throwing good. everything, I'm everything I, 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 I got. got. Exactly, he's like you know, he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm putting everything I can find on the ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. basically, the lineup, he's going to get lit. Here. That that, that was get yeah. movement on this ball. Vaseline ball. Vaseline ball. Are you now? Again, so you're you're a blue guy, so you get the Giants. So now, so what do you now? What do you, what do you think they should do this year? The draft should now, if do you think they go for the quarterback? You're asking me if I'm playing GM. If you're playing GM, or do you take if if Barkley's here, you take Saquon. Absolutely, you take Saquon. So you take the playmaker. You take so the you're play, not in you take the playmaker, and you get linemen in the second, the third, the fourth round. And so you you're not in love with you're not in love with the whole. Uh, Leaving Orleans Darkwa in there. No. Taking the quarterback to big because I mean Eli's probably gonna be gone next year. We Listen, know this, right? I, know, I mean you're stuck I, with I know Gino the fan Smith. base is gonna crush your page on this, but I'm an Eli guy. I mean, how can I not be? He's you know, he's done what he's done for so many years. And is he streaky? Absolutely. Is he a 50-50 kind of guy? Absolutely. Did he only get hot twice in the playoffs? That's all you need to win the whole yeah. freaking thing? Absolutely. Is he a what yeah. thank you. Thank what you. What was that? But I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Okay. All right. You know? Okay. I'm just saying. Now, are you also on board with this whole, you know, obviously Des Bryant gets released. Yep. And he says he wants to stay in the NFC East. Yep. 
Does he? He makes the most sense going to New York now. He does, and they just cut Brandon Marshall. So Brandon, first they of all, made, they Brandon, made people signing Brandon Marshall from a fantasy standpoint. It was funny because last year, people were like, "Oh, Brandon Marshall's going to the Giants." I'm, I'm like, guys, if you draft Brandon Marshall, you wasted a pick. Yeah. He's shot. I'm telling you, he's shot, and he was absolutely shot. Now, if you were to take Des Bryant and put him on the inside, yeah, and you got Shepard on the outside and Odell, and Odell on the outside, threat. that's a problem. That's a problem. Now, are you on board with taking someone from the evil empire and the Dallas Cowboys, bringing them on to the New York Giants? Am I going to root for it if it happens? Absolutely. Do okay. I, me playing GM? No, I don't bring him on board. Okay. I, right. think it's I'm just, too I'm much, I think it's too much of a circus. You know, again, it's going to be magnified with the New York media. It's just, it's just a, a dumpster fire or a Tuesday night Funkin' Fantasy this, show waiting exactly. to happen. Hey, listen, man, show a little respect when you're in my house. All right? Show a little respect. I put the table, the flowers out here for you. I'll make it a funeral. Just saying. So now... Let's make a three-and-a-half-hour dumpster fire. Right? So again, for me, like I said, being, being a Philadelphia fan right now, and like I said, coming off the heels of the Eagles winning the Super Bowl, there is no excitement for me for this draft. Zero. I mean, yeah. I literally, I might turn on, I might turn on day one just because it's day one to see all the hoopla and everything. Right. Other than that, though, man, I'm, I'm not even tuned in. Yeah. The other thing I, I, that cracks me up, too, is you have everyone out there who is the, the draft analyst Guru. expert yeah. out there yeah. putting out Mach 36.0 on day seven. Um, look, you have no idea what you're talking no. about. The guys, no. that, the guys that are supposed to know what they're talking about have no idea what they're talking about. When it, the draft dictates itself, all it does is all you need to do is have one person make one make one crazy move, and it's over. It's over. Yep. Yeah. It's over. Um, like you know, last year, you know, I'm 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 at the draft at the at the Philadelphia Art Museum of Art, and Tony and I and Robin are doing the draft. I was there. I was in the building. You were in the building, <laughs> and I'm sitting there, and we have all the national media, and the Chicago Bears, right? Yeah. All of us, like, you're talking about. Every single person who's covering the draft in national media is there. Every radio station, every analyst, TV market, everyone. All of a sudden, the trade comes in, and it goes, the Chicago Bears select Mitch Trubisky. The entire room went, huh? <laughs> everyone hit the mute button and just went, well, the cough button is what they call it. And they just went, huh? And we all looked back at the Chicago affiliate, and they were just like, I don't know. I don't know. No one knows. You don't know. You don't know what's going to happen. And I love the fact that people think, like, when they say, well, this guy would be a good fit. If we can get him in round six, or yeah. we, we can do this, you're not getting anyone in any round. They're not listening to you. And I hate the reference to Tom Brady. It's like, listen, how many times, you know, no. every dog gets a one piece of the sidewalk once in a while. The 199th pick, 15, 16, well, 17 the years best ago. Part, the best part about it for me is, is when I hear someone say, you know, I, I saw this guy. You, you throw in the, like, the, the high motor. Yeah. You know, he's a good locker room guy. Do you know him? Do you know him on a personal level? Yeah. No, you, do, you don't. Have you, loves, watched, have you watched every single piece of game tape like the guys who are actually doing this for a living half? Jump 16 nah. foot high in the car. Yeah, he loves to compete. Yeah, 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 he loves, he loves to game. compete. Well, he's kind loves of paid to, to compete. I would be too if I'm trying to get a big company. My, yeah, no my thing is, like I said, my thing is, is that there are experts that do this, and even they don't know what they're doing. There are coaches that do this, and even they don't know what they're doing. They get paid for a living to do this. You're not an analyst. Yeah. You're just throwing darts at a dartboard just like they are. Even the guys waiting to be drafted don't know what they're doing. Look at Ryan Leaf didn't think he was going to turn Tony into Bruno's Ryan Leaf. Leaving Tony Bruno's leaving the building. Great seeing you again. All right, Tony's got to hit the lows before they close. He's actually finishing the back. We got a barbecue zone, Tony. We got a barbecue zone. Go, Tony, Tony Bruno. I was going to ruin Brent Paul's on the way out. 
So, like I said, my thing with the draft is it's an exciting time. It's a, it's a fun time. You get to talk about your team. You get to think about players that you may like to see come here and things like that. But but just, just speak about the position. Just say you know this is the team. You know the team needs this. Yeah. And then just don't don't talk, but don't talk like you watched every beat like every single snap the guy is taking. Did, were you there at the pro day? Did you see all the throws? Are you looking at the mechanics? You're like, I watch this guy, and like, you know, I'm just telling you, look at the way he moves. Look at the way he moves. Can you explain to me how he moves? What is it about him that he moves? Are you watching his feet? What yeah. is it about his feet? Tell me exactly what it is about his feet and the positioning of his toes that lets me know that you know what you're talking about more than the guys who get paid to do this for a living. You have no idea what you're talking about. Just stop. No one cares about your opinions. You're on social media to give, like, you're not an analyst. You're not an analyst. You, you're just not. And the guys are wearing shorts. They're inside on turf in a controlled environment. They're not outside. They don't have 400-pound dudes chasing them down. Like I said, it's man, ridiculous. the only way to judge a player in any sport on how they're going to act in that sport the next level is oh, by watching them play the sport. Absolutely. The combine is nothing more than just a, a glorified physical. That's all it is. It's a physical. Yep. Okay? And a lot of guys go in there, and they pass physicals. Absolutely. But they can't pass the test, yep. the true test, when they're put up against it. When you got another – again, you know what they say about the whole, like, you know, the you know, hungry, hungry dogs run faster, as, as Jason yeah. Kelsey said here. You know, there are a lot of players out there who didn't get a chance to sit there and get the glorified hype at the combine who got to go in there, and they got to prove it. Why – when you got a guy, okay. I'm telling you, when you got a guy who's, when you're going up against a guy who's got to prove it, that's the most dangerous thing in yeah. the world, man. When you got Absolutely. someone who's given to something and someone who's got to go out there and take it, that's the difference, man. Well, the intangibles. When you have facilities dedicated to, like, passing the combine to get a high mark in that, that doesn't teach you football skills. All that's doing is just basically cramming for a test. And again, you know, these I mean, guys, they're physical specimens. I mean, there's, there's not, no doubt about it, but. And again, yeah. just, just, to look, just to look at the list, right? Get, look at the top guys. You got Sam Donald from, from, from USC uh, going to Cleveland. New York Giants taking Saquon Barkley, Baker Mayfield, uh, and Bradley Chubb. The, the, the one thing I will say is when it comes to the most the, the, the easiest position to translate to from, from college to the NFL is a pass rusher. Defensive end. Defensive yeah, end. Absolutely. Because you have one job. Just go get the quarterback, That's man. It. Just go get the quarterback. When it comes to everything else, you got to learn. You got to learn a lot of the schemes. You got a lot of playbook to learn. You know what I mean? You have Picking a lot to worry about. Picking up blitzes, back, a lot of things. I always thought running back would be the easiest. To you me, just run for your life, but to me, you the linebacker is a hard position as well. But you look at these guys. Uh, now you look. Yeah. You look at a guy like Saquon Barkley, right? Yep. All the talent in the world, right? Guy looks incredible. Tears up everybody at college level. From Can't the Bronx. Catch From the Bronx. <laughs> Whatever, man. <laughs> so you think he will do that well, though? What I'm saying is, though, if he goes to New York behind an absolutely shoddy offensive line, yeah. absolutely, is he still going to be the Saquon Barkley all project him to be right away? Maybe not. Maybe not. You know, I mean, if if he ends up going to Cleveland again, same problems. Maybe not. If he ends up going to a place with a good offensive line, like I don't know, Tampa Bay, would he do better there? Probably so. If Saquon were to get drafted by the Oakland Raiders. If he were to fall that low, or yeah. the Raiders were to move up to get him, would he do would he do better against that road grade offensive line they they basically built there for John Gruden going to Las Vegas in the next year? Mm -hmm. Yes, he probably would. These players, again, man, the first part of their career is going to dictate by where they're where they're selected by the team that's taking them. These quarterbacks that are that have been ruined by the Cleveland Browns, they say, oh well, Cleveland missed again. They missed again. They missed again. Well, maybe it wasn't just all the quarterbacks' fault. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, look at the look at the look at what's around them. What well, they always say about the running backs. 
You what know, was that? What, what they say with the running backs? Is it is it the offensive? Did the offensive line make the running back, or did the running back just actually? Look, there are the some offensive lines that make. You know, was backs. Emmett Smith? No. Emmett Smith because I, of, Emmett, well, you know? I believe Emmett Smith was Emmett Smith because of the fact he did have that offensive line. Yeah. However, there are guys like, look, you put Barry Sanders or Walter Payton on the field. Right, Jim Brown on the field, they're going to get yards. Peterson. Okay, they're just going to get yards. Adrian Peterson's going to go yeah. get yards. Yeah. It was going to happen. There's just some guys who are more of a, a beneficiary of the system, is what yep. they are. I won't say they're a problem, but they're just more beneficial. The fact that, like Emmett Smith got to where he was because, again, he played against one a Hall of Fame offensive line. There's always, always been, there's always been that argument of like what happens if Barry Sanders you, you put him against in that offensive line. You know, he's, Barry he's probably wouldn't have retired. No. You know, Barry probably would have ran for about 75,000 yards, okay? Mm -hmm. It probably would have happened. If you would have put Emmitt Smith in Detroit, would would he have been Emmitt Smith, the all-time leading rusher in the NFL? No, No, but would he still have been a good running back? Yeah, probably so. Probably so. Speaking of Detroit, you got a couple of Detroit viewers tonight, too. My good friend uh, Rick Park out there. Shout out to him. Who the fuck is that guy? I don't know. Who the hell is Rick Park? <laughs> <laughs> who is Rick Park? I love it. I love who's it. Awesome. Who's Rick Park? That's awesome. Who's Rick Park? What, what's, what's, his, what's his deal with, with Detroit? How's his drinking water? Is he okay? Yeah, he's all right. All right. We can send, him, right. We can send him some he snap peas and some bottles li- of water. He lives at seven mile, not six mile. Not eight mile. Not eight mile. All right, good. Speaking of that, I mean, did, did you see that uh, Eminem's 10 years clean today, man? That's impressive. That's impressive for him. Good for him, man. So my, my thing is, is that... Jeffrey Lurie's in the house. If you're going to be, everyone's in the house for the Philly. I'm surprised, I'm surprised someone hasn't walked up and given a football to Mike Trout by now. All right? <laughs> Seriously. So my, my thing is, with, with, the, with the, the NFL draft, you can build the board any way you like. There's always going to be a, a Brady player every, every couple years. There's always going to be a guy you should have took in the, first, in the first round who ended up going in the fifth round. There's always going to be people that are taking places where they're d- just never, ever going to come to, their, their talent is never going to come to fruition because just the system around them is no good. Yeah. It's no good. I mean, but then there are the special type players. There are the guys who you can put them with anything and they're going to flourish. Those are the guys like, and I don't give this guy much credit because I will bash him more than usual. Uh-oh. But that's your Carson Wentz. That's a guy who just flat out can play football. It's a guy like Aaron Rodgers who just flat out play football. Yep. I firmly believe that Tom Brady is the greatest statistical. Well, he's going to be probably the greatest statistical, but he's the greatest quarterback of all time because, look, he's just he, good guys just win Super Bowls. I mean, With you know, teams eight AFC year. championship games, all those things. But he's, is he the best quarterback? Is he the best passer in the history of the NFL? No, he's not. He's really not. I rank him behind. I mean, you got Drew Brees going before him, right? Nah, he's. I mean, you look at guys like Rodgers. Look at guys like Dan Marino, pure passers. I mean, guys like Rodgers' accuracy is insane. You know, I mean, Johnny Unitas, Montana, passer wise. But you you look at Brady. He's still he's still the best. But I don't think he would have been. I don't think he would have flourished as much if he, he didn't have Belichick with him with yeah. that system. I think he was a product of, of the system. Perfect marriage. It was just like, you know, the universe just collided at the right time, man, yep. and it just so happened that Drew Bledsoe happened to get hurt. And that so, line's always been stud. I mean, they've just, they're studs. You know, and then there's another guy. Otherwise he's- there's another guy who was stocking shelves for a long time. <laughs> no. Oh, Mr. Kurt Warner. Warner. Yeah. Yeah. Kurt Warner, man, yeah. sitting there stocking shelves for a long time, but when he got on, when he, and he was in, he was, listen, he was in the arena league tearing it up, yep. but then what happens? He falls Trent the Green gets system. hurt, yep. and he goes to he goes to, he goes to St. Louis. Made Dick Vermeil cry. And what happens? He has he's I- got Marzik, Marshall Falk. He's I- got Orlando Pace. He's got Isaac Bruce. He's got Tory Holt. Holt. He's got Azir Hakim yes. on that team. Archuleta too. 
Adam Archuleta. That's a defense. That de- yeah, but that no, that, that defense that defense was the defense that was. You can score 35. We're going to score 36. Okay. It was like just let's do it. Let's just do enough. Okay. Greatest show on tour. But he, if he would have went to, let's just say, I don't know, Phoenix at the time, because it was the Phoenix card at the time. Would he still have been that? No, he probably would have been Jake Plummer. He did okay when he went to Arizona, though. Yeah, but he had a much better team there at that time. <laughs> Larry Fitzgerald, okay? Well, he didn't go to Phoenix with Arizona. He went to Arizona. Did he play or he retired yet? Who, Larry Fitz? Yeah. One good? more year, came back. Jesus. Pay that man his money, dude, like seriously. 95 years old. No, I, I have, this, this is my message to the, to the, to the, to the organization in, in, in Arizona, who basically gave him the craziest clauses in his contract. He had to hit every one of them to get these bonuses, and he hit him. He hit him, and you know what they said? Well, we don't have the money. Well, here's my message to you. <laughs> Pay him. Pay that man his money. You owe him. <laughs> he hit every single one of those milestones. You pay him his money. Give him part of the team. Do whatever you want. Name it Larry Fitzgerald Stadium. I don't care what the hell you got to do, but pay him. <laughs> is Larry Fitzgerald the Hall of Fame? Why? Yes, he's going to the Hall of Fame. Kurt Warner is in the Hall of Fame. He was inducted in the Hall of Fame. He got inducted in the Hall of Fame this year with Brian Dawkins. Yep. Um, I just think, like I said, when it comes to the draft, it's a complete crapshoot. You got you, you can you can pick these guys, but you got to give them three years. Yeah, it's the three year rule. Same thing with any player, Jay. You got to give them three years. Give them three years to get their feet wet. The only one it doesn't work in is baseball, because guys get drafted in baseball. You look at Philadelphia, the number one pick a couple years ago. Take a kid named Mickey Moniak out of high school. Moniak, yeah. You may not see him for seven years. Yep. Till he's twenty five years old. Tell me you're going to take another player anywhere in another draft, and it's going to say, "Well, we're going to wait seven years to see what happens." No, you gotta let them develop. But when you take when you take a, when you take an NBA an NBA player, an NFL player, or an NHL player because they come up young too, you know, three years. I think three years is enough is enough time to look and say, you know what? Okay, we got something here, or we need to move on from this. Right. Okay. Especially or, in football too. Right. Or you know, you and then but then you have other guys, other coaches who go they look around and go, you know what? You're not doing too well here. Why don't you come play for me? Yep. Why don't you sign here? We're gonna do this. This is what we're gonna do with you. And then all of a sudden, the career just goes off into another direction, yep. and a star is born. Change yep. the scenery, everything. Change fixes. everything yep. changes. You know what I mean? Well, that's what not to switch the, the not to switch to the NBA, but Deion Waiters, same thing. Went to Miami. Game was totally on a different level. Yeah, look, Victor Oladipo. Yep. You know he another guy. You know he was in Oklahoma City. They didn't know what they had in him. Guy is a budding superstar. He's allowed Absolutely. to shoot now. Yeah, he's allowed to shoot now. No, listen. <laughs> take this away from 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 Russell Westbrook. Westbrook is. He is an attack-first point guard. He is the same thing that Allen Iverson was here in Philadelphia. Yeah. Allen Iverson didn't start passing the ball until what? The Detroit series and against had, the Pistons. He had nobody <laughs> you know what I mean? And then he found out he was average at twelve, and he had no one to pass to. Yeah. People always say like, "Oh, so they got Kukos. You know, I saw that interview today, and he didn't want to throw his he didn't want to throw his teammates under the bus, and he was basically saying, "You know, what were the reasons why you didn't win? It was because well, Shaq had Kobe, and you know, the, people had other superstars. You know, you didn't have that other Hall of Fame guy with you." No, you know what I would have liked to say? You know, you know what I had, Stephen? I had George Flippin' Lynch, okay? I had Eric Snow. Yep. I had Theo Ratliff. Okay, I had Rajah Bell. I had Tyrone Hill. A, I had Eric McCullough. That's who I had. Yeah. I had Dikemi Mutombo, who was completely shot at the time he came over here. Yeah. Okay? He came over as a defensive presence that didn't do nothing but eat minutes and take elbows from Shaq in the oh, finals. Did you see his face? Shaq. Yeah. His face, he looked like Batman, dude. Yeah. Seriously, he looked like a bruised, he <laughs> was just horribly bruised, man. But him and Kukoc clicked, though. They did work well together. Who, Iverson? Yeah. Yeah, but that, that, was, that time was gone, yeah, though. Time, that time was, was gone over there. Close. He had, you know what else he had? You know what else he had? had? You know what was the best shooter he had? He had Jumaine Jones, man. <laughs> <laughs> Jumaine, you know, funny story about Jumaine Jones. 
He and I paired up. We were on the same team in a celebrity basketball tournament. Really? I was on Jumaine's to- Jones' team. And here's the best you part. Get right? me on there, man. I want to play with those guys. Nah, dude, you can't play with these guys. <laughs> you can't play. You can't play. With these. I was out there balling with Jumaine Jones, man. So here's the best thing, man. So I'm, I'm, and it's a funny, and I, and I'll keep it short. But I'm on the phone with. Actually, I don't have to keep it short. It's my shot. It goes long as I want. Yeah, and Doug McGregor, Bruce Bowen, Nazi Muhammad. They came later though. Jumaine Jones is on here. Now you think a guy like Jumaine Jones start filling up in this game, right? Because he's a pro. There's a couple other pros on the on the squad. A couple a couple logo guys from Philadelphia played as well. And, he, you know, he's playing, he's playing good, but he's, he's passing the ball to other people. We had to go over and say, Jumaine, just, just, just do your thing, man. Just go be an NBA player, all right? Now, the, after he left the Sixers, he went, he toured all over the world. He played everywhere, man. He played Turkey, played in China, Japan, everywhere. Greece, Israel, and we're down by two. We're down by two. No time left on the clock. He goes up, well, like a half a second left. He shoots the ball. He gets fouled. Shooting a three. Oh. So we're down two. He goes to the line, right? Oh, I'm on the, now, I come out at this point. All right, I came out because I was in there during the uh, – I, was, I, was I went in for defensive purposes, and we got the ball back, and it was, we called it a quick timeout. So we put shooters on the – we put more shooters on the floor. Again, I can shoot it, but I'm not going to sit here and be like that typical, you know, typical white guy. Say, oh, I can struggle from three-point lane. Like, dude, look, I'm shooting like 37%, whatever. If I get high, I get high. It is what it is. All right, I'm a true point guard. That's what I am, okay? I'm not looking to shoot. I'm looking to, I'm looking to distribute. I'm here to help my friends. That's what I'm doing. I'm a giver. I'm a giver, Joe. I got a big heart. Pass the ball. So here's the deal. Humble. So we bring in Jermaine Jones on the floor, and like I said, he gets fouled shooting three. So I'm on the sidelines. Me and Jervis Peterson are on the side. Me and Jervis are at this game, okay? Oh, I was supposed to call him. So <laughs> Jervis and I are sitting there. Jervis and I are sitting there. We're like, all right, we're down two. So we got a shot to win this thing. All he's got to do is hit three, and we win. Or, worst case scenario, knock down two. We're going to overtime. All right? Doug Overton's our coach, by the way. This is before the, the incident. <laughs> so <laughs> where, where Doug showed everyone little Doug. So what happened was, allegedly, allegedly. So he goes to the free throw line, knocks down the first one. But it rattled a little bit. So we're just kind of like, you know, Jervis and I are like, that didn't look too smooth, you know what I'm saying? So once he, we're like, but everyone's like, all right, cool, yes, all right, let's go, let's go, Jumaine. What's he do to the next one? He bricks it. Like, are you uh, flipping suck? You're supposed to be a pro player. You suck. What NBA player hits foul shots? So then he's going to go Nobody. miss the, the, the third shot to get, of the the, of, to get the rebound. Missed everything. Did he really? Missed wow. the rim, missed everything. See, that was like missed, a, the, missed everything. It was like a 95 And we go down and we lose by, by two to this team. Who had uh, Malik Waynes on oh, the team? Okay. I was thinking Malik Waynes that game. I went in there and basically was just like, it was like you know from Hoosiers, was like, look, I want you to, I want you to tell me what, what, what flavor of gummies chewing by the end of the game, and that was what I had to do. Let me tell you something. It's a little difficult to uh, defend an NBA guard <laughs> uh, when you never played one minute of NBA basketball <laughs> in your entire life. That was the just picture Forrest Gump running across the country. And then on the way back again, that's how much energy I had to exert just trying to guard Malik Wayne <laughs> for 24 minutes, okay? That was, that was hell on earth. And that guy's got range, okay? Because he was just letting – he dropped about 46 points that game. Wow. Well, it was you? incredible. My final stat line, you know who I played against? I played against uh, Devon Gibbons. Nice. Yeah, uh, local, local uh, sports radio host here on 97.5 The Fanatic. But, uh, and I said we weren't going to talk about local stuff, but I, he was on the team. And he was, a, he was a nice guy, too. He actually hit me in the face with a basketball. <laughs> It was an accident. It was an accident. He was going to, he was going to no-look pass. I, I jumped the lane. You know, I jumped the steel lane. That's what I was going for. And uh, hit me right in the face. Wow. 
So, you know, he and I, are, we're not on speaking terms now, right you, now. You know I'm, like, kind of tall. You don't think I ever played basketball before? I didn't say you could. You did, just because you're tall doesn't mean you could play basketball. I mean, look at every single stiff in the NBA right now. <laughs> just because you're tall doesn't mean you could play basketball. All right, let's go play. You want to play hoops? I'll play What do you think? You're just going to back me down like, some, like I'm some chump? I put, my, I put my elbow right in your chest, homie. I know you, you want to go to the weight room? Let's go to the weight room, buddy. Right in the bread right I bet basket. you can. I'm just, I'm just letting you know, man. You got a few inches on me. You're going to have to earn these two, Joe. You're going to earn these points, all right? Listen, man. I play, listen, I played basketball for Frankfurt High School. The only white guard in the entire public league. And I started. Okay? Whoa. So let's let that tell you something, all right? I earned my minutes. All right? I earned my minutes. So, so Joe, now, right, now basketball-wise, again, being from, from, from Brooklyn, you're obviously not a Nets fan, are you? No, 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 no. I'm actually from the Bronx. Okay, so you're from the Bronx. Um, okay. No, huge Knicks fan. Huge you're Knicks, Knicks fan. Guy. So what are you rooting through? What are they going to do? Is it over for them? Oh, it's over. It's over for them, it's right? It's over. It's over. I've had just, you know, hopeless faith, blind faith, whatever you want to call it for the past, I don't know, 10 years. Well, you, well, you guys have had, you've, you've had, now you've had Spike Lee on the sidelines for years, hooting and hollering at every single person that would listen to him. <laughs> When there was actually people that went to the games to watch the New York Knicks play. Yep. And we have our own version of that. We have Kevin Hart here in Philadelphia. Yep. Nobody can who's becoming that. more annoying by the minute. All right? Don't get me started. Yeah, do you feel that there's a place for that, for the, for the actual, for the guy who spends the money for the, for the court side seats? Do you think he has the right to, to yell and scream at the other opponent like that, to actually basically make the game not, not about him any longer, I mean, not about the team anymore, but more about him? He's spending more time on camera than the team is. Now, what do you feel about that? Because personally, I feel that if I'm spending money, if I'm spending three grand on courtside seats, I'm going out there and chucking up a few threes. I don't even care. If I spend that kind of money, I'm going to be part of the game. I'm calling plays. I'm doing whatever I got to do. I spent that kind of money. I feel I belong to the team. That's just the way I feel. Now, how do you feel? Do you feel there's a place for that? Do you feel there's a place for super fan that sits on the sideline? There's a tiny, tiny space for that. Um, You know, it's tough because... You have the money. You're going to go do it. I mean, if I, if I had the money, I would go do it. Um, but in actuality, it's just, it, you know, it's more of a distraction than, than it is. You didn't know. work against Reggie Miller. Okay. Don't remind me. The reason why I'm saying this is, and again, and again, this is a national show, but we're talking locally right now. And again, the Sixers are on right now, and they're, they're down to the heat early. And, and Son Whiteside looks stupefied that he fouled someone. He's, he's done nothing but foul out every freaking game anyway. Um, They're hacking the like Sixers crazy tonight, too. are starting to become an attraction. Absolutely. Okay, I mean, the building is packed every single night, whether it's a playoff game yep. or not. If LeBron does end up coming here, okay, which I do believe he will do, okay, you really, this is going to really become, really yeah, I really do. And the reason why I do is not because of the fanboy inside of me. I, I really believe he's going to look at the makeup around, around the league and he's going to go, Again, he's 35 years. He's going to be 35 years old. Yeah. He's got more miles on his legs than any other NBA player. Okay? He's never missed. Think, let this settle in. In 15 years, he's never missed a game. Ever. Never. Never call out of work. No tummy aches. No sickness. No one to stop to go play baseball. No they have sat him, though. No, no. He's never missed a game. No load management for him? Never. That's amazing. So if he comes here which I think he will because, again, it, it'll lengthen his career. He doesn't have to be 40-minute LeBron anymore. He'd be 27, 28-minute LeBron here. The core is already set. If he comes here, he has Embiid. He has Simmons. We'll see what happens with Foles. I still think he's going to be a good player. Um, he's got a lot of comp- complimentary players around him. And the East is toast. Yeah. It's done. Once he leaves Cleveland, 
The East is, is the Sixers alone, man. That's it. Toronto's a nice team, but again, that Lowry-DeRozan thing is not going to last for the next two years. Indiana, again, I'm not sold on them. Oladipo's a nice player, but the rest of the team, Bogdanovich is, a, is, is getting to be a little bit long in the tooth. Miles Turner's a nice young player, but he's still too erratic. Kyrie I, in Boston? Ky- see, there's the thing. With the, with, the, with the Celtics... Shoulda, woulda, coulda. Ky- <laughs> it's a shame he went down. I love Kyrie Irving as a player. Yeah. He, he is a phenomenal talent, but him getting hurt now, again, that's two, that's two injuries already on the knee. So let's see. You know what I mean? But again, yeah. if LeBron comes here to Philadelphia, I think they have no problem handling Boston. No problem handling Boston. If he goes to the West, he's got to contend with the West yep. to get back to the finals. Let's face it. LeBron is no longer chasing the Hall. He's no longer chasing... Immortality. He's chasing number 23, the other number 23. To put it all the bet. Now, I put it the rest of last week in in the end all be all to all debate show that LeBron (laughs) is better than Jordan. Okay? That's it. I'm done with it. Right? Even right now is better. What I'm saying is, don't hold your breath like that. Don't you dare hold your breath like that because Jordan (laughs) stuck it to your Knicks for years. So it's okay. You should be happy I'm saying this. What I'm saying is, is that I think I know her. I'm not kidding. It was in the game. I think I know her. She was in the seats. Um, Focus. I'm sorry, man. What I'm saying is, is that he's chasing the rings. Because if he gets five or six, if he ties them, then there's no more debate for anyone else, any of the haters out there. But if he gets to four or five, it starts to lessen the debate a little bit more. And people are starting to go, well, people that were on the fence are going, you know, you know what, well, it is LeBron. He's kind of been to eight straight finals. And if he comes here to Philadelphia... On a three year, on three years, he's going to two more. He's going to two more finals. Yeah, I, I guarantee he's going to it. I will sit there and put in the books. You can guarantee he's going to two more NBA. And finals. I think that relationship he has with Simmons is going to be very important. Yeah, they're like, like, I mean, listen, they're like, like they're like, with, it's like his little Wade brother. Or, you know what I mean? That's yeah. the deal breaker right there with Simmons. Yeah, I mean, Absolutely. like he was like close with Wade. You know, and I yep. think he likes that that camaraderie. And I, I the I one think thing that's gonna I, be a done deal, man. And that's the other thing too. Is and, and we're we're speaking about another Hall of Famer now. And it's kind of funny how you said that uh, that Dwayne Wade is playing. Possibly his last season here tonight. This is probably his last game in the NBA. He's said that he doesn't want to go anywhere but Miami. He's not someone, and he threw a little shot here, a little jab at Vince Carter. He goes, I can't be someone who could play for a different team every single year. Now, you look at Vince Carter's re- basketball ref- reference, he's got 76 jerseys on there. Seriously, he's played for every flipping team. Yep. Um, Dwayne Wade is a guy who said, I, Miami's it. He tried, he, he tried to leave and go to Chicago for a little while. It didn't work. Horrible. Well, he wanted to go home. I know. I you know, get he it. wanted to go home. He wanted to go home. He saw a little juice left in the tank. That team is again. That was a team that was in terms of a young team. He had no business going to the to the Bulls. He wasn't going to take the Bulls over the top. No. Okay. That was a tra- that was a roster. It was a complete transition. He comes back to Miami midseason. There's no. I I can't see the Heat from a business standpoint extending a contract back to a Dwayne Wade who will be 36 next year. To be only be able to play, give you 16 minutes a night. Yep. Unless he's willing to take that enormous pay cut and be a Manu Ginobili who hangs around until he's damn near 40 years old and plays 14 minutes every third game, but then just you bring him out for the playoffs and kind of ignite the fire there to give you that little scoring punch. I don't see that happening. I think I think, I think we're seeing the end of an era for Dwayne Wade, and again, an era that's headed to the Hall of Fame. I mean, he literally took an aged Shaquille O'Neal and Miami and Miami. That Miami Heat team by himself. And I mean, Gary he literally he won that thing by himself, man. I mean, who did he have? He had uh, Gary Payton. Uh, Gary Payton was off again, the bench, a thousand years old. It was Udonis ha- Haslam. Um, who was the, who was the other guy? Local local 
local player, Temple. Eddie Jones. Eddie Jones. Eddie Jones. Thank you, Joe. The Eddie Jones skip my name. Uh, you know, he basically did it with, with, with nothing. He put that team on his back. And then, obviously, LeBron comes to town, yep. and they go ahead and win two out of three, him and Ray Allen and Chris Bosh. So he's got nothing left to prove. He's going to go down as one of the top 25, 30, I'd say, players of all time. You look at the stats, they're there, man. Dick takes him for him to be there. Uh, I just can't see it. Some of these guys are hanging around for too long. I said, Vince Carter, I'd like to see you hang it up ne- next year. Please be done. Just be done. Just call it a day. Be done. <laughs> well, look what we so, did the other night. You had 36 in, what, game two of the playoffs? But again, you don't since, sign a guy to play for an entire year for that. No, you know? no. And, but can't since do that. You can't he justify had, that. He had like eight points the next night. So, I mean, yeah, he shot it that night. And The whole of sh- reason he left the first time was because they wouldn't pay him. Speaking yeah. of shot, I'm shot. I'm shot. This, I'm, I'm tired, man. We're going over. We're 46 minutes overtime. Four season married overtime, Joe. We don't, we don't normally do this, but the, the thing is, you, know, you want to know why we were able to do this? We were able to carbo load with the snack custom pizza. <laughs> that That's why. Is there any more pizza in the house? Is there any more leather? Is there any pies back and there? That is very good pizza, man. Oh, thank you. Is there more pies? Thank you. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? We got some other people in the house right now. We didn't even offer them any pizza. Is there any more pizza in here we can give these folks? No. Are you kidding me? Listen, now, Joe, here's what's going to happen. If these guys make it down to snap pizza, you let them know Luigi Curto sent you from Moonshine. I will call. I will pay for the pizza myself. I will, I will pay for the pizza myself. You stamp on that? I stamp on that. No, I'm, not, I'm a man of integrity. I know I'm a are. man of integrity. These people showed up. We offer pizza to everyone. They came here. There's no pizza. You make your way to any Snap Custom Pizza. I'll give you my number after this. You let me know you're in the building. I will call, and I'll pay for the damn pizza. See that? Man of integrity. Take credit card over the phone, no problem. <laughs> you take my credit card. I got to make sure which credit card is. Some of them are a little, uh, yeah. <laughs> I would play in a Vegas trip. It's expensive. <laughs> what do you want me to do? Gotta, I just came back, back from Vegas. I'm, saying, I'm just letting you know, man. I, listen, I, I don't party too hard, but when I do, I don't come back the same. You, you know don't remember much? You know. So, Joel, I want to say uh, thank you again for providing the pizza. This is Joel from Snap Custom Pizza. Make sure you check him out at, uh, on Twitter, at Snap, at Snap Custom Pizza. Snap Custom Pizza on Facebook. And uh, Snap Custom Pizza is on Instagram as yep. well? Yep. All right, awesome. Yep. And uh, we can follow you on Twitter at the Puerto Rican Rob Lowe. Can you tell me where that comes from? All right, so it comes from the commercials that Rob Lowe did a couple of years back where he was like, I'm... Uh, I thought you were making a mess around like 14-year-olds or something like that. I'm just making sure. I'm just making sure, man. No, no, no. I don't want to shake your hand and kick your ass. I'm just but, saying. you know, I didn't want to change it because now, you know, Everybody knows that that's me, so I just, I just kind of kept it. Well, I appreciate that. The, other, the one th- other thing I want to talk about before we get out of the door, because we talked about this, and I didn't make this last year, but okay. this year I'm going. We got Burger Brawl 2018 coming up. Yeah, you So do. what's a pizza joint doing at Burger Brawl? Explain this to me. Because um, Moonshine's going to be there too. Now, they didn't win the thing last year, but Rich, the owner of Moonshine, ended up winning the mixology competition there. And he, was, he literally had just some like raspberry puree, some other crap laying around. He just basically mixed it all together and ended up winning the entire thing. Huh. I don't know how he did it, but that's why he is who he is. You know what I mean? It's, he's a talented guy. But they did pretty well in the burger competition. The burger here is good. So, Joel, now tell us why Snap Pizza is going to be represented at the Burger Brawl. Um, well, I'm good friends with, you know, one of the guys who runs it. And, you know, we're kind of involved with him and um you know it's for charity to raise money for you know uh schools in philadelphia with books and things like that um so it's an all-out event um it's a burger competition with like 35 40 restaurants um there's gonna be a couple of other food categories this year it's gonna be xfinity live Um, correct it's at xfinity live it's june 2nd um it's a concert there's a concert this year um i got a wedding yeah june 1st 
No, I think it's June 2nd. Is it June 2nd? I believe What it time is. is Burger Brawl? I can't cancel the wedding. <laughs> I'm going to show up the Burger Brawl. We might go dress Do you know what I'm wearing, that thing? I'm going to show up. I got a plum suit, bro. <laughs> Shut up. Are you really? I'm not kidding, dude. You don't have a plum I, suit. I got a plum suit. Plum with the, with the white on, on plum, dude. I'm looking like Nino Brown. You got a cane? It's going to be incredible. Nino Brown. Yes. Nino it's going to be Brown. incredible, dude. Be incredible. This guy. Spring colors, man. Sit your colors, five dollar chain, ass down for right, man. <laughs> so what time does Burger Brawl start? Two to five. Two to five. Oh wait, no, no. I'm not going to. The, I'm not going to the actual ceremony. I'm going to the reception. Oh, we could do that. I can do that. I can make the Burger Brawl. I'm good, man. I'll make Burger. I'm gonna be there. I'll be there. I'll All be right. There. No so, doubt. So because you said you're gonna give me tickets, so I'm definitely. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. So, um, so, so we're raising money for schools and for, for putting books in schools and things, which is a fantastic cause. You know me. I'm all about charity. I do so much on this show for charity. We raised thousands of dollars for autism awareness. Um, we, you know, we helped the, the, the girls from, uh, from Newman Garetti and their little dance off. Actually, the guy, you know, Sudside's, uh, Glen, Suds Glenside, who ended up winning the Funkin' Fantasy March Madness tournament, donated his winnings to the girls there. It was a little creepy when he did it because he was kind of holding a $100 bill behind some high school chicks. It was a little weird. It's a little weird how he did it. Was I mean, just just picture a, a grown off. picture yeah. a grown man standing behind high school girls holding a hundred dollar bill, just with a little inviting smirk on his look. But and I'm, I'm like, saying a word. I'm like, Steve, they're gonna call the cops, so we need you to speak up right now. But it's better than singles. It is better than hundred singles. I told him, I said, if you want it to go longer, you gotta cash that in, homie. That's how you gotta do it. Here's the deal breaker. Did he drive a white van? No, he didn't drive a white van. Then that's it. It's all good. I don't know what the hell he drove. Nah, he's a nice nah, Steve's a great guy. <laughs> I'm just making, we're just busting chops. We're just basically, yeah, we're, just, we're just busting chops. I don't, be, I don't say I'm being sarcastic anymore because I just found out today that sarcasm, the word sarcastic, is actually comes from the Latin word that means to tear flesh. So that means like when I say, oh, I'm just being sarcastic, it means I, I'm, I'm just tearing flesh from you. So from now on, I'm just going to say, I'm just, I was just joking because I don't want to literally tear flesh from bone is what I'm saying. All right? I won't. So I'm... That's because you're an asshole. That's not because well, that's of being true. sarcastic. That's because you're just a jerk. You hear that, babe? You can't use used, the word sarcastic. I used, always, I used to always say, you hear that, Erica? No more sarcastic. I used to always say, oh, I'm just being sarcastic. I'm just being sarcastic. Well, I just realized what I was saying was very, very bad. So now I'm just saying, I'm just, I was just busting chops, or I was just joking. That's what I'm yeah. saying. I was just Josh. Breaking stones. I was just Josh. I was just Josh. you, man. Put the old elbow in the ribs. Yeah. Elbow in the ribs. Wink, wink, jab, jab, step on foot. <laughs> so anyway, so Burger Brawl again. Now, how can they get their tickets? They can go at BurgerBrawl.com. Is that how it is? Yeah, they can go at BurgerBrawl.com. They can go on Live Nation. You put me on the spot here, so I'm looking it up. Well, you're supposed to have this information, pal. Uh, you didn't tell me anything about that. <laughs> well, you're supposed to come to a program prepared. You brought the pizza. You're supposed to bring stuff. I can't do everything. I'm like you. I'm shuffling notes. You know? I can't well, do everything, I got to do everything man. myself. I'm like a single mother. I cook and I clean. Well, it wasn't like if it, was, if it was. I'm like Joe who's <laughs> spilling freaking Jack and Coke all over my table and my equipment before the show started. Yeah. You know what he tells me? He tells me the table slanted. The table slam. It's probably because you got one shoe on. That's probably yeah. why. So, again, LiveNation.com. And how much do tickets cost for this thing? Forty-five. Forty-five bucks. Now, is, a stand, yeah. is, it, now, is there a VIP? Kind of like a, a prior thing. There is can... a VIP. I don't have the information for the VIP. Okay. But I know usually there's like a VIP website. So they go in, and what this ticket does is, it it invites you into Meet Mecca. Basically, what happens, and you're gonna try. What is it? About 40, 45 of the, of the yeah, most. It's up there. It's up there. Craziest combination of hamburgers. Cheeseburgers, whatever kind of burgers, which is not a sandwich, I might add. Okay. Oh, was that a debate? Yeah. Well, we ended it. Not, not the cheeseburger, but yeah. No one ever says, "Can I have a cheeseburger sandwich?" Nobody. Nobody. Okay. So my thing is, is that you're gonna go there. You're gonna try all these crazy, incredible creations from some of the the best cheeseburger place, hamburger place in in the in the, uh, in the city, um, and we're talking everything from 
simple, simple stuff to the most extravagant. So if you're like one of these foodie guys who like, you know, you like the egg and the avocado and the, the sprouts and all this other nonsense on there, this is the place for you, man. And you get the judge. Now, you, get, you, you, you are the judge. You're going to be going around. You pack your appetite because it's a lot of food, man. It's a lot of food. Like, I went to, um, to the Taste of the NFL when I was at the, NFL, when I was at the, uh, the Super Bowl in Minnesota. And you go around and you try, every, you try a food from every single team across the country. And, like, they all have, like, their different variations on things. I made it through 17 of these things. So imagine trying to get the burger brawl, 45. Minnesota huh. Vikings coated with tears? No. Okay. No, no, no. It was wow. just, it was basically. Shots it, fired. No, it wasn't. You they're know, they're, you know, a, no, they're the, a crying the, bunch. No, it was just a stand. It was a stand. They had a picture of Chris Carter and a lube station. That's all it was. There was no food. It was just lube the entire time. No fall guy? Nope. No fall guy whatsoever. You got to have a fall guy. Everybody knows that. I got a fall guy and I'm no one. I'm not kidding. I do have a fall guy. His name's Steve. Yeah. Yeah. If anything goes down, he's my fall guy. Nice. I'm dead serious. You don't blame Jack? I don't blame Jack. I don't blame Jack at all. All right. So here's where you can get the tickets. Thank you. Eventplus.cbsradio.com. Sorry. Eventplus.cbs. Now, you're going to be there hanging out. I'm going to be there hanging out. Yeah. I'm going to be one of the runners, which is kind of cool. So I go from the restaurant. From the restaurant booth to the judges, back and forth with the burgers. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of sweat and tears, but it's... What the hell is going on back there? Come on, dude. Got these oily plates. Table, table was leaning. See, I, I mean, you're you. trying, to have a, trying to do a show here. I'm just trying to ruin your podcast. <laughs> Stop the hammering. Was that, Jesus. Was that a shot? Like, I'm just trying to ruin your podcast? No, like that, does, that does it on its own. This is a very successful show, you might have. I mean, <laughs> seriously, people come, no, people come here and listen live. We're, yo. We don't need his help. This is 10,000 downloads a month here, Chico. All right? This is serious business here, man. You got Michigan on on. You get paid for this, all right? I'm not some local hack in his basement, all right, with his mom telling him to hurry it up because they got to run the the DSL lines running out of time. If you had a go-to line, that's definitely it right there. What's that? The guy in the basement in his mom's house. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Works. Yeah, it's what it is, man. <laughs> just, just, just enough, just enough light to shine through the window. Just enough light to shine through the window. And you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna go to Burger Brawl. And after we're done at Burger Brawl, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna go to Snap Custom Pizza, and we're gonna have a, have a little after party. Because that's what I'm gonna do. Because I'm gonna go to Burger Brawl, and then I'm gonna go to the wedding. And after I get done going to the wedding, that'll work perfect. Again, I don't even. I, I, I'm not related to this person. I was invited to a wedding. Whoa. Oh, I was invited to the wedding, but I show up. Watch out for that table. Now, the last time I went to a wedding, I crashed the wedding. I'm not gonna crash away. I'm gonna go to this wedding. So when I, after I get done the wedding, I'm coming back to Snap before it closes. And we're going to do the after party there. I'm going to sit outside on my car. I'm going to get myself an 11-inch margarita with a couple senoritas, a few beers. I'm sitting outside. I'm going to take in the, June sun, the, 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 uh, the nice June weather when it's about 1 a.m. I'm going to let it ride out right there. Bro. That's how I'm going to do it <laughs> no right doubt. There. That's right how on, we got to do right it. Right on the mini, huh? Right on the, right, I'm going to open the hatch, bro. It's a hatch, bro. What do you got a hatch for? Seats go back. <laughs> Seats go back. That's why I don't date tall women. That's why I don't date tall women, man. I told you. I thought I, I, listen, man. I thought I, I was like Mark Wahlberg from the Italian job for a while. That's why I got it, man. Okay. That's why I got it. That works. I'm kidding, man. It's not why I bought it. I just Robin love the Banks. car. I just love the car, man. Well, Joel, man, it was a pleasure to see you, brother. Oh, I can't tell you how, how thankful Seriously, I am that you brought me on here. That's awesome. No, I man. Great time. I, it was, great, good, great it was time. good to see you. And I, I can't, we can't keep going this long. But seeing each other. Absolutely now, not. I mean, now we Dude, live in you live right up the street from You got to come over to the house. I live in Holmesburg. You should come right over. You hear that, Erica? Luigi's coming over for dinner. I invited him, too. You guys can come over to my place, too. We'll, we'll cook. Seriously. Now you got, two, you, got, you got a guy who finished culinary school and a dropout. So now you got a sous chef. Absolutely. See, now you got help in the kitchen. Now we don't got to tell you to leave. Every and, time. Erica, this, this message is for you because I just want you to know this just in case you didn't know. Okay? 
And this is for everyone across the, you know, around the world, which is round, by the way, that is not flat. That anywhere you go, anywhere you go, where the hell is the damn drop at? <laughs> it's anywhere, anywhere you, you go. go. <laughs> Wherever you go, the best cooks are men. They are. A men of men. They're men. Best cooks are men. Yeah. Punch up. There's no offense to any female in here because I don't want to get shot. All right. But I'm Cook just saying men. the best cooks are men. <laughs> Joel, again, man, thank you so much. Thank for you so by. much. Thanks for, for bringing me. pizza you know, for I had everyone. A blast. I can't believe two people walked in. I got to buy pizza for him now. This sucks. <laughs> but you know, again, like I said, I got we got we 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 promised snap custom pizza for everybody. You brought in like 15 pies, and 14, everyone tore them up, man. How many? 14. 14 pies. Tony well, Tony ate two by himself, and then we had a bunch of people in here that came in. And they tore the pizza up. They enjoyed the podcast, and like I said, they loved the pizza. And you only brought one kind, and you offer about what 27 different variations? Of what it was? Yeah, it's like 45 different. 45 topics. different variations of pizza yeah. over at Snap Custom Pizza. Make sure you check them out, Joel. Thank you so much for stopping, brother. Let's give you a round of applause. Thank you. And on that note, Joe. What's happening? I'm going to start shutting this thing down, brother. It's enough, man. It's enough. We're going almost two hours. I'm done, man. I'm shot. We had a lot of fun today. We talked about the NBA. The Sixers right now are up one on the Miami Heat. Don't worry. The boat race is about to start. By the fourth quarter, this game is going to be completely out of reach. The Sixers will be going to these conference finals. Mark my flipping words, man. Uh, I want to thank everyone for joining us here at Moonshine Live, 1825 East Moy, Menton Avenue. My man Joel from Snap Custom Pizza coming over here. He dropped off phenomenal margarita pies for everyone. Dr. Catfish Charlie came down to do the Tuesday 10. I got to be honest, man. Be honest. The questions were good. I wasn't feeling them too much, though, Joe. Too many sports <laughs> questions. I wanted more life questions, all right? Because he asked me what I was going to do as a teenager five hours to myself. What do you think I'm going to do? I'm going to open up a Playboy with Pamela Anderson, and then I'm going to go to work. That's what's going to happen. I still have mine. You know what I'm saying? Oh. <laughs> I'm going to beat it till it's bruised, all right? That's what's going to happen, okay? <laughs> oh, man. Thank Thanks you. to Jack in the back for showing up and handle the phones. And the phone lines have been very, very quiet lately. I'm, I'm sick and tired of that, okay? I need my phones to be lit. I want these people to be calling in. People are watching. We got, we got tens of... Tens of dozens of people that listen to this show live, okay, that watch it live here every single week at Moonshine. I want you to call in. I want your opinions. Like I said, during the fantasy football show, the phone lines are lit, Joe, because you want to know why? They want the knowledge, all right? I bring the flavor that they crave it when it comes to the fantasy football. You know yourself, Joe. You have won fives of tens of dollars playing yes. daily fantasy sports using my knowledge. Many That's what he plays. He plays in min- in small tournaments. That's why. I do. But he just yeah. uses a few of my topics. That's what it is. He I was just broke a few- at the time. Now I'm now I'm a high roller. Now he's got some money in the FanDuel account. That's, that's it. what it is. All right. That's what. That's how it works around here. Oh man. So. Old Dirty Bastards now telling me it's time to roll. I want you to follow myself at LuigiCurdo22 on Twitter. Make sure you're following the show at Funkin' Fantasy. Okay, make sure you're always following that damn show. The downloads will be ready for tomorrow. Make sure you're following my man at Ruin Tomorrow, Joe Rafino on Twitter. Joe, thank you again so much for stepping up and pinching for Corrado. No problem, I'm not even going to tell you about to follow Corrado. The hell with him right now. He's on my shit list. He's on my shit list, okay? I'm sick and tired of him. Make sure you bring it back. Everybody face- follows him anyway. Make sure you bring it back to the Facebook Live page tomorrow night for the Tony Bruno Show, the big, big show. We're actually going to have some people in. The Michael and David wine cellar tomorrow. Oh, yeah? yeah, I don't know who the hell it is, but there's actually going to be people with Someone's Robin, be there. Robin made a lasagna. Someone's going to be there. Nice. Until then, I'm Luigi Curto telling you never turn it down, always turn it up.